Hello, loyal listeners. It's Brent, and you are listening to another episode of True North Nerds. Uh, just wanted to give you a couple notes. Um, as we mentioned in the podcast itself, we were recording that before the ha- or the uh, Hasbro uh, before the Disney Fox deal was announced. So um, while we do talk about it a bit on this episode, we probably would have talked about it a lot more had the deal actually been announced by that point. I think it got announced about two or three days after we re-recorded, which is par for the course for this show. So if you're wondering why we don't go more into it, that's why. Um, Yeah, so with that in mind, here's the episode of Christmas Goodness. Set your phasers to sexy... Nope. But we shall get into any that. of the big Christmas. Remember any of the big Christmas catalogs? Eaton's. We used to get the I always remember when I was a kid. Uh, consumers yeah. distributing. Consumers distributing. Oh. Yeah, that's where I got my Ghostbuster pack from. Was through consumers distributing oh, the, from the uh, the cartoon. The cartoon one. Oh yeah. It was a weird store. Consumers distributing. I don't even remember that. It's store. a weird model. It, it was a catalog store. So. All the stuff was in the back in a, like a warehouse, and you go in and you filled out a little card and with the number of the thing you wanted, and, and you handed it to a woman behind the counter, and, and then you'll see if they had it. And they'd oh, it's it like a closed stack library. Yeah, that's the only way to guarantee that everything is where it's supposed to be. Right. <laughs> to keep no matter the people, what, the one in New keep their little grubby fingers off your books. Got in the Toy Biz Wolverine because oh. I ordered that Toy Biz Wolverine from the consumers <laughs> distributing in Walmart so many times, and I never got one. Aww. They were always Toy Biz Wolverine. Yep. Like Marvel Legends or before no, that? The, like the, like the, the three and three quarter ones or something. Based on the yeah. animated series? No, I think it or was just from Marvel Wars. Toy Line. No, it was after Secret Wars. It was 90s. They're they're shite figures. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you've seen them in Mark usually gets rid of the ones oh, okay. in the, the dollar bin. But uh, yes, we have begun. It is the festive holiday episode of True North Nerds. <laughs> hey. <laughs> So we have Kevin. Hello. We have Ryan. I'm here. And we have Jen. Howdy. So we're going to go through the news and we're going to get to our favorite Christmas memories and specials and stuff like that. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Jen and I went away for the weekend and did some nerdy stiff while we stuff while we nerdy, nerdy stiff. stiff. <laughs> Is that what you're calling it now? Eh? Well, it was we'll find it cold. We'll find out in nine months if it was some nerdy stiff or not. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I bought uh, my wife tickets for a for the rock band Evanescence. They were performing in Windsor, so we decided to make a trip out of it. It was awesome. It was a very good show. I'm not a huge fan of them, but I like am. the concert was really good, and Jen loved it. So every time I get excited, I like poke Brent in the arm, and halfway through the concert, I had to like hold my own hand down to stop hitting him because I was so excited. That's why he's got bruises. Maybe. I thought he just walked into a doorknob. <laughs> I did. Blink twice, Brent, if you need us to. <laughs> oh, God. That's so terrible. <laughs> so, um. We're not making light of 
of spousal abuse. It's a real thing, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I just watched an episode of The Incredible Hulk about that very topic. Aw. Yeah, it was sad. Sad Hulk. Anyway, back to Happy Christmas. Yeah. So, um, we, uh, as we are wont to do when we go somewhere that's not home, we check out all the local toy stores. Well, why not? Toys R Us and um, their Toys R Us in Windsor is pretty good. It's not not amazing, but pretty solid. Had some stuff that ours does not carry, like a lot of NECA figures that ours won't bring in for whatever reason, <laughs> stuff like that. But we found a store called Cartoon Kingdom. It's an independently run and owned toy store. Okay. In Windsor? In Windsor. And it is awesome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, not, they don't carry a lot of the big box toy stuff. Like they get, they get like probably by the looks of it, like Marvel Legends, for instance, they, they get a box. Yeah. You know, they get. So that way they can say, yeah, we have them. It's yeah. packed to the gills with every fandom you can think of, including, you know, like Peanuts. Disney, mm. Muppets, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Funkos, Star Looney Wars, Tunes. Looney Tunes. Like it has, it was just packed. They yes. had a lithograph of uh, Roadrunner and Wiley e. Coyote that oh, was cool. for sale, signed by Chuck Jones. Oh wow! And, I, and I, I like so just because I know I can't afford it. How much is it? They're like, you know, you're the second person to ask about that this week, and we don't actually have a price on it. The other owner knows. But we're pretty sure it's over a thousand dollars. I'm like, okay, that's good. That makes it out of the the realm of yeah. attainable like, at yeah. that point. But um, very friendly staff. Like, well, we're quite happy to let you look on your own. And if you had any questions, just feel free to ask them and stuff like that. Some older toys here and there too. Really nice little store. And. Uh, so I, I believe you can find them at cartoonkingdom.com on the web. Their website's not the greatest, but the uh, the store itself, is, you're in that area. I highly recommend checking it out. And then we went into Michigan, and we went to an outlet mall. We hit Target's, like, dutiful Canadians. We hit the stores we don't have. We hit Target. And we, Target. Bought, we bought Oreos that we cannot get here. Red velvet, mm. yum, yum. And we went into, on the way back, we just happened upon a, one last Toys R Us in Michigan on the way back. And it was the nexus of alternate reality Toys R Uses. Okay. The outside of it was a Toys R Us circa, like, 1989. It was so nice. cool. It Very was missing retro. the draft. That was it. Like It had, had the, like, rainbows around the door and the windows and everything. It was so neat. The signage out front was pretty dated. You the signage in, inside was pretty dated. dated too. And you went inside, and they looked like they were the, the Toys R Us that went... That time forgot? No, not exactly. They were the ones that went, oh, you can't sell that? Just send us all of it. Mm. They had so much Disney Infinity there. Oh, yeah? yeah? So we picked up a couple more that we were missing. <laughs> Two that we thought we were missing, but we weren't actually missing. Yeah, so, now so they we might have be doubles. part of a future price grab <laughs> yeah. later on. Were they like cheap, reasonably priced? Yeah. Uh, no. Two, Two bucks, bucks US. Okay. Yeah. So, so like they were when they were discounted up yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. And you, you know that other thing that came out shortly after that? You and I both bought the MODOK from it. Yeah. The uh, motion that, or something yeah. like that. They had the whole run of that, including the game. Well, yeah, yeah, because like, nobody bought those. Well, yeah, like, other they, than a few of us that bought Modok because it was like a nice Modok to go with our yeah. three and three quarter inch figures that we don't collect anymore. 
But they had like the whole setup of that. But they also had a bunch of NECA stuff that we don't get. They sold figure arts figures, which is the first oh, I've ever yeah. seen in a Toys R Us. Now, what were they priced at there at a Toys uh, R Us? About the same, a little bit cheaper than what we would find at uh, at like a comic shop. Like, okay, mm, so, so not cheap at all. And no, but still, it's like not something you see in regular retail. No, though. but they yeah. get the, just the thing. That's the one big difference between the U.S. Toys R Us and. Our to- Canadian Toys R Us is that you see like figures and figures and like, in those import figures. Yeah, it's for some reason they don't bring them in. Yeah. And, and this Canada. time of year, everything was really picked over because it's like what a week till Christmas, two weeks till Christmas. Yeah, something like that. Something like a that. A week and change. Actually, you know a week what? and no, change. One, two weeks. Two weeks. Because yeah. I have to work next week. So, <laughs> so everything was really picked over. But we should less than a week till Star Wars, though. Yes, we should definitely go back in. Uh, the non-Christmas season and see what they have. Like, you remember those, uh, I think they're 12-inch, the big Lino and Mumra's? Okay, like yeah, from big. not that long ago. They had those kicking around for huh. 30 bucks a piece. Hmm. They, I don't remember how much they were in the first place, but... They had they had the new lines, too. Like, they had... Uh, I picked up Pizza Spidey. Oh, okay. I picked up... On him. the carded one? or the, Yeah, on the okay. carded man. And they had... Um, the the full line of the the full run of uh, the King Shark uh, wave of the the DC figures oh nice including the Damien that we can't get up here which I had to talk him into buying and which I'm I'm glad I bought now it's a pretty sweet mm. figure because I knew he would regret it yeah what else did you get because um, I saw you post that you were anybody was anybody building the figure or have parts oh well Jen bought the Batgirl a while ago so well, yeah, that's done right. an yeah. arm and a head okay that, but yeah. so I was like well if see anybody... if it's a shark head you know, just you, you make a little plaque and you put, like, put mount it on the wall and actually this so one when Damien got well, real too. serious yeah. <laughs> um, what else I picked up those I'm going to talk about what I picked up as part of my geek pick yeah to, we'll, we'll get back to that I didn't actually find too much it was it was a case of Found a lot of waves of stuff that I wanted to get. Didn't find the figure in the wave that I was looking for. Yeah. But uh, they had those new, uh, the new six-inch Dragon Ball Z figures, the the mass market ones. Oh. They had a whole whack of those there. How much were they? I like those. Uh, I got. The, I didn't I got really the... look at them oh, to be okay. honest with you. See, you got to get your passport and come with us. And I also had the money to be able to afford to go shopping too. Yeah, that's... no. See, that's what your credit card's for, and then it's future Ryan's problem. Yeah. Well, future Ryan already <laughs> has problems with his credit card, so. <laughs> Oh, here comes everybody's but favorite it, podcast kitten. It was... Uh, Hi, Petra. I'm not even going to give away the location. <laughs> I will say it is in Michigan. And if you see me in person, I'll tell you kind of where it is. But I wrote it down. It, it was like it was so awesome. We, it, I, we could have spent a lot more money than we did. It's not in the heart of downtown Detroit? No, it's... Detroit? It's a... Uh, I'm trying to think of how you would describe it. It's just whole blocks of stores here and there. But that, that was our little adventure. And with that, we'll go on to the news. Did oh, okay. You, you get anything this week, Brian? Oh, do I? Look at this. Look at this. I've got almost two pages. Oh, man. Get comfortable. Thank you. After I'd already written it down. Because I discovered that one before you told me about it. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> now we're having competitive news. <laughs> well, no, it's just I asked him about it, and he's like, oh, that was going to be my news item. I was like, Fine, then. It can be your news item. <laughs> okay, so what's up, guys? Uh, okay, well, we got all kinds of new trailers last, well, yeah, in the last, in the last couple of weeks. Like, especially in the last days. couple of days. Yeah, like over the weekend, really. Like, we mm. got, well, here we got, we got Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, and they're oh, yeah, already that doing, looks cool. They were already doing TV interviews for that movie. Um, what? Yeah. Um, uh, 
Chris uh, Pratt and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard were on Ellen last week promoting Jurassic World 2. Well, he and was... this doesn't come out till like, the summer, right? Yeah. Why? Why? Why do they want to save the dinosaurs? <laughs> Why? Because... They gotta save the animals. But the animals destroyed their park and ate a whole lot of people. Well, it's not their okay. fault. They this were just, is just they, the earth cleaning up their just, mess. They were just doing their thing. Where are they going to put them? I don't know. That's not that's not my problem. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I'm I go never see saw it. the first Jurassic World. So. It was pretty good. Oh, you it was should. a lot of fun. Yeah, it's worth I'm it. I'm sure it is. I just uh, got around to it. I guess yet. Chris Pratt was guest hosting Jimmy Kimmel Live yes. last week when they, yeah, he, he teased Kim- the tease. He did a tease for the teaser of the teaser. Oh. In one of his opening monologues. Yeah, because Kimmel's been off the last couple weeks because his uh, son this, has yeah, been having kid. Heart, had heart oh, surgery and is yeah. in recovery. So they've been having all kinds of celebrities come Neil in. Neil Patrick and, Harris was one of the ones I caught. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> so I watched the, oh, the few of them I've seen. So that one was good. Yeah. Uh, we got, oh, we got a, a teaser for next year's new Sony animated Spider-Man movie. I, Sort of glanced at that. I didn't pay close, super close attention to it. It's just it's a quick teaser. You see some flashes. Really weird art style. But I liked it. Yeah, it was different. Yeah, it looked Lots of bright colors and movement and kind of stuff. Uh, looks to be starring Miles. So yeah, it looks. It looks we to knew me, that. I think didn't we? Well, I don't think we never. Well, it was never confirmed. I don't think until everybody the, figured it was. Yeah, just I think due to the casting. No. What's the title? Is this movie called Spider-Man Miles Morales, or is it no. called Spider-Verse? It's called, where's my notes? Spider-Man. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. Because, see, that's the one thing I caught in the trailer, is we see Peter Parker's tombstone. Because yes. in the Ultimate Universe, right. Peter Parker he's dies, dead. Miles Morales come, he, he's just that He takes up the mantle. But we also see him talking to a Peter Parker. That appears to be like full-grown Peter Parker. Yeah, so I'm curious what they do with it. I'm thinking it should have been more like... I wouldn't be surprised if the story is more like a Spider-Man comic story art versus a whole Spider-Verse and introducing like all these... Which, a cartoon movie, you know, feature-length movie with all the other Spider-Man variations. Like if we got, you know... uh, like steampunk Spider-Man and, uh, and Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen. Now the bonus... And all the different ones from Spider- Spider-Verse, yeah. like the Japanese robot Spider-Man. Which I'm still watching that TV show. The, uh, Would be awesome. The bonus to this is it's written by the guys who wrote uh, Lego Batman. Oh. And 21 oh, Jump Street and uh, the Han Solo movie they got kicked off of. Oh, see, I didn't know that they were the ones that wrote this. Yeah, and okay. they're be- sitting behind it on the script side. So there was that one. There was another one. Um, where did I write this one? Oh, well, we guess uh, we got a teaser trailer for Jessica Jones season two. Yep. With an, a date of March eighth for that to be released. She does a lot of jumping. A lot of jumping. So a few punching. And Kilgrave's back. He's in Maybe. it for yeah. Really? It could well, be a flashback. It's probably it, flashbacks or, or something in her, in her head. head. Yeah. Oh, we got a new pl- Ready Player One trailer, which I really like this trailer because I know you've talked about the book. You said it's, you, that, that I would like the book. I should read the book. I'm probably going to wait until after I see the movie. So yeah, fair enough. At this point. But from that first trailer, yeah, it looks like, okay, yeah, so kid, you know, there's an internet that you log into, like VR thing, and yeah, stuff happens. Whoop-de-doo. This trailer at least it says, you know, kind of gives my well, my impression of some of the story. Yep. And now I'm interested. And I want to see this movie. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm really looking forward to it, especially after now we get a uh, <laughs> bless you. 
we get um, a look at the the avatars of what the characters look like inside the Oasis, which is the the virtual world that yeah. they play in. I'm going to have to reread that book. I don't remember it. Dan's got our copy right now, so oh. he's going to have to ask for it. Dan! Dan! Know, give us back our book. Oh, Dan doesn't they, listen, they, listen to the show. They might have one at the, the library. library. <laughs> uh, did you see the trailer for the new Robert Rodriguez movie? Oh, Battle Angel Alita. Yep. Well, no, Alita Battle Angel. Oh, is that oh. what they're calling it? Yeah. It's based on a manga and an anime. Is it? Yep. Yeah. Okay, because I, I saw that it was written by James Cameron, or produced by James Cameron. I was going to say, I thought James Cameron was involved. Yeah, in it. yeah. well, that was James Cameron's project for years and years and years, and then Avatar made $2 billion or whatever it did, so he it kind of got derailed. Like, it was, for the longest time, um, after Titanic, his, lo- his next project was either going to be Avatar or this movie, and he chose Avatar, and now is swept up in that world, but... He didn't want to let it go completely, I guess. So Robert Rodriguez came in to, to write it, and Cameron's producing it, or write and direct it. I guess. It's, it looks interesting. Yeah, it looks weird. Um, Those big eyes. It's that, anime. It's weird. Yeah, that's that. That's the part that I'm. I, I don't know about. Like, it's weird because that's how she looks in the comic, right? Yeah. Like in the manga, that's it, like it's pretty spot on her appearance. Oh wow, jeez. I just googled it. They did make her eyes really and weird looking. She mm-hmm. is like a cyborg roboty kind in of in a person. world that looks like there's cyborgy roboty yeah. people. So it makes sort of sense, but at the same time it's like it's I, I don't know, it's just sort of off putting it. Well the yeah. Same time. The big the only reason well, that could the, the biggest thing I think could have pulling me to maybe watch it right now is because it's directed by Robert Rodriguez. He's got pretty much a like a sixty forty crapshoot of a yeah like, a, like it's like it's one of those things that I probably won't see it in theater or maybe cheap night or something yeah maybe cheap yeah. night or when it's downtown like in the cheap theater or something like that maybe or at the very least when it pops up on Netflix for sure but because you know yeah like you said his movies are sixty forty and sometimes you get machete. And Sometimes you get Machete too. Oh no, I like Machete too. <laughs> really? Come on. Oh yeah. no. I, saw, I was like, I might have seen Machete two before I saw one. Really? I don't oh. remember. Eh. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Justice League has made uh, over six hundred million dollars yeah, worldwide. It's, it's doing well. It's just it still hasn't caught up to the other DC doing movies. Wonder Woman numbers? But no. no. But Wonder Woman was, I think, the top of all the DC movies. Eight hundred and change it is now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that, and then to go along with uh, DCU news, apparently John Hamm is uh, actively pursuing the role of Batman. Like, I can all... see him as Bruce Wayne. I'm not sure about Batman. What's weird for me about John, and this is just my personal pre- uh, prejudice, is whenever I think of John Hamm, I don't think of Madman. I think of all the comedy stuff he has oh, done so in the funny. meantime. He's really funny. Oh, he's a good actor. Yeah, it, um, especially he did a skit on Saturday Night Live where it was he was hosting and Michael Bublé was the musical guest. <laughs> and they have opened a restaurant called Ham and Bubbly. Oh, Jesus. Where all it is is ham and champagne. That's all they serve. <laughs> and it's made out to be like... That John Hamm is insane and has kidnapped Michael Buble. <laughs> it's <laughs> hilarious. I love him on uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, the cult leader. Show, but he's oh, the cult leader, right? And on um, oh, what's the show about summer camp where all those people are? Too oh, old? hot American, wet hot, hot American, American summer. summer. He's pretty funny on that too. 
I just saw him on a talk show, the Chris Gefford show, the other night. It's an old episode, but um, Chris Gefford and one of their characters are going to wrestle. And I don't know why I laughed so hard at this, but they, they, Chris Gefford, the host, his team is made up of pro wrestlers and ones that I recognize, one of which is uh, Colt Cabana, who has a podcast. He also does stand up. Mm -hmm. And John Hamm is part of the evil team. And John Hamm, like, basically had signed a paper he hadn't read <laughs> he's like ah i'm sorry i i really should read things better before i sign them the i thought we were just going to talk and stuff and cult is like yeah man i really don't want to beat the shit out of john ham <laughs> for some <laughs> reason it's colt's delivery just had me like howling <laughs> anyways I, don't, he, I can see him as Bruce Wayne. Back well, yeah, in, like, in, the whole stories of Ben Affleck not wanting to be in the role anymore, to, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So I kind of feel bad for Affleck if he's not leaving. Well, <laughs> yeah. point. If he's well, not leaving, then he could he should just come, come out, out and say, and say like, like, "Hey, like, shut no, the hell I'm up! I'm not leaving." Movie. So most most actors' contracts are for three films, and he's done three films now. Ooh, Affleck! Affleck. Oh yeah, he's still well. I was just say he's still uh, in all the rumors about it because uh, for I guess now Flashpoint apparently he, Batman's supposed to be in it too. Sounds like everybody in the Justice League is going to be in that Flash movie yeah, if it happens. If it happens, but the, the weird thing is, so according to rumor, Flashpoint's the one that they they want to start working on again because of the reaction of audiences to the Flash character. Uh huh. Which I guess makes sense, but... Well, when you think about it, the three most popular characters in that movie were Flash, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman. And who are three of the most important characters in the Flashpoint story? Flash, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman. Yeah. Right? Can you see that that storyline from the comics happening with Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot having to get married and then there being a... They would have beautiful babies. <laughs> and then... And then so so there's a terrible... If they're going to do like the real Flashpoint story... The Atlantis versus Amazon war? Yeah, well, with the whole... And the, with... Uh, with you know, uh, Isn't... I thought Flashpoint was just Barry Allen screwing up the timeline. Well, well yeah. yeah but well, he screwed up the timeline really up. badly. Yeah. To the and point made where Wonder Woman and Aquaman be married and have a well, child. No, 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 no children, but they are in charge of their different warring there was, there factions. Was and something that happened at the wedding that was supposed to unite their kingdoms, and then it ended up in a bloody, bloody war. And the Amazons ended up invading Britain and taking over, and the Atlanteans sunk. Bruce France. doesn't become Batman because Bruce he gets shot. Yeah. yeah, it was Bruce that got killed in Crime Alley, so it was his father who became Batman. Which tells me I want, I, I want to see. The, the actor they had played Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Well, yeah, I was gonna. You know, I was just kind of teasing to get to that. Oh, yes. sorry. <laughs> you know, I was filling time because I couldn't remember his name. But you know, thank you very much. I want to see him as Batman, like you know, a senior, you know, as this the father, Bruce Wayne's father, turned, you know, Thomas and, Wayne um, as Batman. Lauren, uh, uh, she's on, from Walking Dead. She played his mother in. Oh, did yeah. she? Yeah. Oh, the, I didn't even she was, spot yeah, that. She was well, Martha yeah, Wayne. Martha Wayne. Yeah. That's the chick. Yeah, that was so Maggie. she would end up becoming Joker. Yeah, I really like that uh, plot. That could be interesting. Well, the thing be. is, is but would, Flash it, would, would that so confuse big. the hell out of audiences, though? Probably. Yeah. Like people who like me who haven't read the comics and don't have you guys to explain it to me. If they showed that trailer, and I would be like, "What?" <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. Though then you're like, "What?" Maybe I need to see this because this is kind of crazy. Well, not I don't know not if... only that, it's like with the TV show's done it. 
they did an animated movie on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, do we do we need to go here again? Yeah. So well, so depends. soon too. The, the like TV show called it Flashpoint. Did didn't yeah, quite did do some it. time travel and played with things, but it didn't go to the extent of like turning Green Arrow into Prometheus and they, everybody else into opposites of what no. they were. Like it just yeah, true. It just made them all pissy at each other. Yeah. <laughs> to me though, that's something like way down the line. Oh, like no, what, so sure. like when, when they you wanna... know these characters better, right? Because yeah. like, you know, we you mean don't... like why kill off Superman in the second yeah, movie and have him well. fight Doomsday? Okay, yeah, you you made their argument for them, I guess. Moving so, on. Mo- so did Kevin have a Kevin had a new story? Oh, in we're there not too? done yet. Oh, He's okay. Got more. I mean, well, you can do your new story okay, if you so want. Let's do that okay, way. No, 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 no. That's a good one. No, because... Kevin's not allowed. So, and this involves <laughs> the library as well. Yeah. Yay! Uh, that's why I texted you too. Hoopla Digital, which is that great app that the Barry Public Library and many libraries around the world and across the country use. Yeah. Yep. For... Which I was funny when I read the one article announcing this. A few of the libraries that they announced that were you know you can get it at the such and such library of New York and this place and that and Edmonton Library. It's like <laughs> Edmonton Public Library is actually really, really innovative amongst Canadian libraries. It's right up there with their, that's one of the libraries that a lot of Canadian that's libraries awesome. are striving to emulate these days. Well Hoopla Digital has just finally announced that they've signed Marvel to their graphic novel section. Mm. Awesome. Um, it's not a huge selection yet. You well, had said 250. That's what they said. They've that's announced- not what's there right now. There well, are 65 there right now, but it includes things like most of the big crossover, Marvel crossovers from the past few years, Civil War, Civil War II, The Siege, and uh, Secret War. Uh, it's got Daredevil, Born Again, and a, a lot of Avengers, and uh, most of the Star Wars stuff. Oh, cool. uh, but when I looked uh, just the other day, there were... 65 titles listed under Marvel Entertainment. So it's a start. Uh, there's still like five times as much DC stuff there, but... Uh, yeah, but like you said, it's a start. It's good to see that publisher there as well. Which leaves... I th- is Dark Horse on Hoopla? Uh, let me, me check. Because Dark, Dark Horse is one of those weird ones that like... They jumped on certain bandwagons first and like other ones way after everybody else did. Like so <laughs> I could be wrong. I'm not connected to your Wi Fi for yeah, some no reason, worries. so I can't look it up. It's a I I love the idea of hoopla. I just hope it drives people in the comic shops. Well, yeah, but like, if if you can't afford it, afford to buy comics on a weekly or monthly basis, it's I, great. I, I but like if you use Comixology, it's basically the same thing. It's the same. Well, yeah, except Comixology, you pay for. Yeah, that's, well, that's, the library's paying for Hoopla. Yeah. They're still getting money. Yeah, it's just not coming from you. It's <laughs> yeah, coming no, from the no. library. <laughs> yeah, but Mark and Alice Ann don't see a dime from Hoopla. That is you know true. I mean? it, it, it does. It's not the same as going and buying it from your comic book shop. But yeah. if you're going to read your comics digitally, yeah, I mean, Mark and Alice Ann don't sell digital comics. No. No, very so. true. And damn it, if the library is paying for it, then I am paying for it because I pay my taxes. Yeah. You, you know how much percentage <laughs> of your taxes goes to the library? I know you've heard this one before, so that's why I was throwing that out there. The yeah. old, I pay your wage. I pay my taxes. Actually, no, they, I think they are in Hoopla because now, uh, now I'm picturing the poster and I, I think Hellboy's it, on it. Yeah, oh, Hellboy yeah, was on the poster. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's... Uh, IDW's up there, so I mean, all the big, all the big publishers are there: DC and now Marvel, mm. Image, Dark Horse, IDW, Dynamite. So now uh, you don't have an boom. excuse when we recommend a comic to go and try and check it out of your local library. Yeah. There you go. 
so a couple more news things. Uh, one I'll save for the end because you may have to add into it b- before oh, this comes out. All right. Uh, but this one, I didn't know about this. Uh, so we recently we talked about ben- Brian Michael Bendis mm-hmm. signed his new contract with DC Comics. Oh, I know where this is going because I didn't know about it until I checked into Twitter this morning. So apparently uh, last week he went out on Twitter and announced that I guess the week before that or so, he uh, he almost died. Yeah. He yeah. had... He had uh, a serious MRSA infection, which... Here we go. Oh, you looked it up, did you? Oh, I wrote it down. That's because I have no idea what that is. Methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus... It's a staph infection. ...is a bacteria that is resistant to many antibiotics. Orbital infections caused by MRSAs are, and I quote, a rising menace in the ocular field, according to the U.S. National Institute of Health. It can be potentially sight and life threatening. I was going to say ocular, so it's in your eyes. Yeah. Whoa. So he woke up one morning and, and, couldn't, and couldn't see. Yikes! So his wife got him to the hospital, and yeah, he was in the. I guess sounds like he was in the hospital for like four days. Well, you couldn't see for four days, and then Jeez. and then it, it, it got then worse it, apparently at some point because yeah. he's saying that he almost died. Which yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I felt bad, like, you know, like, obviously, that sucks on a whole, but, like, dude just announced that DC deal. Yeah. Part of me wonders, like, how far that put him, that puts him behind on shit. Well, it says, uh, he had, in they the haven't one... announced him doing anything. Well, no, and right. in, in the, in, in he had all kinds of tweets and stuff, and in one of them he mentioned that both Marvel and DC have been very supportive. Because I guess he still has yeah, some, some who's Marvel pay, stuff. Who's paying his health insurance right now? <laughs> uh, depends on when his contract kicks in with whoever. Yeah. One of them's picking up the tab. He, he was a full-time, he was a full-time uh, exclusive contract guy to Marvel. Yeah. So he had health insurance through them. And he, he I imagine the same deal with DC. Mm-hmm. Oh, so either me. way, that's that's expensive stuff. Well, no, yeah, and it sounds like the uh, the like the comic communities really come together, like, you know, other creators and stuff. You know, yeah. uh, I think one of his tweets said something about Fraction never left his bedside. Well, yeah, because Fraction lives in Portland, and they when I don't know who moved. I get, I think it's Fraction and Kelly Sue DeConnick and their family moved in after Bendis did, and for a while. <laughs> Oh, other didn't they all the, have like a little studio or something for, together? Sort of, yeah. So for a while, other than the dark, the dark horse guys, they were the only comic book people in the neighborhood. So they hung out and they became really close friends. Like they have family get-togethers together and yeah. stuff like that. The other thing I was thinking is like, have you seen a photo of Bendis in the last couple of months? No. no, he like went on a fitness bender. Like it, well, he's he like dropped a crap he's... ton of weight, and it's like. Wow, dude's gotten himself rather healthy, only to get this kind of well, sick. It's and like, then that's oh. why, in you know, in in the whole pages of tweets and stuff, like, that's one of the things that he credits with his quick recovery and why he's home recovering now, not in the hospital, not in still, the hospital still. Is that he had started, you know, had started to take care of his health and mm. eat healthy and exercise and you know do all the stuff that I should be doing. New Year's resolution. Yeah, yeah. no one ever does those. They're pointless. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I went a whole year without eating fast food or drinking soda pop after making a resolution. I, I survived one. Good. I have very oh. low willpower. 
Yeah, anyways. Yeah, so the, that sucks, but at least he's good now. But he's good. But so he's, he's, he's out of the hospital, he's at home, he's with his family and friends, and he's recovering. So good news. Yay! And then the, the last bit of news that I have on here, which I said you may have to you know, edit in before this comes out, is, well, the Fox-Disney deal that's on again since the last time we recorded, yeah. that at this point is pretty much in the legal fine print phase. Yeah, I just read an article from Variety uh, just this afternoon uh, as we're recording this that said Comcast, which is also interested, has officially pulled out, leaving Disney as the only mm-hmm. major company who's looking to uh, to purchase. And it's got to be approved by Washington because it's such a huge merger. Yeah, the, it's one of those things that, like, the, this kind of deal, like, even if it goes through on their level, there are so many ways that this could still fall apart oh, yeah. later on. Like, even if the two companies don't have a problem with it, oh, no. the government can, or they're... And there's due diligence, too. Like, you don't... Fox could be saying, like, yeah, we're worth this much, and then, like... What's that six billion dollar arms deal that you have put <laughs> in there? Allegedly, oh, allegedly, oh, yeah. allegedly, we 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 forgot about that. Oh, you know, <laughs> like it's well, no, for sure. But even last week, they were saying we could there could be something announced as early as the fifteenth, mm. which would be in the time frame between recording this and it yeah. coming out. So I figured, you know, if something happens, this is where Brent goes in. Hi, Ryan, you were right. <laughs> Insert here. <laughs> so I I thought about that today or uh, and yesterday about because a lot of people the first thing everybody wants is all the the X Men and everybody to specifically Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is the the one wish list yeah. that everybody I, really I wants. Out. I think he's done and I well he, he has, has said, gone on buried. record saying he would come he, back if, for an this. Avengers movie. Yeah. And I could see it, but you know what's the way I think you bring the X-Men into this? If it somehow they can get all the T's crossed and I's dotted for the next Avengers movie for four, if there's a big, huge battle and you have the X-Men come in, you have Deadpool as part of it, as Ryan Reynolds, and have Deadpool explain it. And that way it doesn't matter how insane the story is. And he can tell it to like us, the audience. Boom! It it cleans yeah. everything up. Nobody asks questions afterwards. It's like, oh, they've always been here. Yeah. But, the, Deadpool can just look at the screen and go, "Just go with it, everybody. Just go with it." <laughs> one of the best you wanted to see this sort of theories I've heard is that one of the reasons we haven't heard anything about what's coming up for Marvel after Avengers Four. Uh, is because that would be phase four. Yeah. And so they could do phase uh, fantastic, fantastic four. Mm. And so uh, a Marvel Disney Fantastic Four movie that ties into the MCU could could help. And it could it could be a way to slowly get the Fox properties in on under this umbrella before jumping into Avengers. I mean X-Men. We could end up with a full AVX movie. Well, that's the one theory. You know, one people uh, were saying that I read that you know that's how you, you do the whole have it be you know multiple worlds where it's okay now there's an you know an X Men world and an, an Avengers world and the whole world collided thing and so then after the event it's like, it's like oh a Secret Wars yeah it's like, oh yeah. now there's one world all together and we move forward and, and nobody asks any and questions. Honestly, you can use Dead once again. You can use Deadpool to Deadpool. explain it all because he can see past the fourth wall. So yeah, but. Uh, That'd be we'll pretty see. cool, and you know, I just 
Bob Iger is uh, apparently the the head of Disney has apparently announced that he's staying on longer than was initially expected, and that it, uh, apparently it's to help shepherd in this deal and yeah. get everything sitting pretty before he leaves. Well, just imagine too, if they bring in Fox. When they and when they bring out this Disney, well, first off, they'll also end up owning uh, like two thirds of Hulu of Hulu, I think. Yeah, yeah that's what one if of that's the, part of it that comes as part that of end the, up becoming the Disney streaming platform. That's where I was going, or even just okay. So they 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 own that, whatever. Sure, they keep that. They keep that ownership. Just look at all the Fox stuff that they'll be at, able to possibly add to a Disney streaming service. Mm-hmm. X Files, Fox Disney will own the X Files. Another major Simpsons and, and Simpsons. Oh, another licensing deal with Universal. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and I look. I looked into. Um, I I looked into because we discussed it last time. The Star Wars rights, yeah. and it's um, crap. Now I'm slightly forgetting. So, A New Hope. Fox owns the distribution rights in perpetuity till they don't want them anymore. They have them. Apparently, it is. Something similar for Empire as well, but not quite like there are loopholes around mm-hmm. it. And same with Jedi. So that's hence why. Why we, yeah. Yeah. Why and we got like, the special editions and the super special editions. I, I had a, I had a big, dis- well, not only that, it's why they don't, why we haven't seen a big, huge, like other than like they a, did the a one. seven disc set. With yeah. One, you know, one and why to they're seven, not putting one, one out after eight. every single one of these movies yeah. has been coming out is because it costs them every time they do it. So they're, you know, they they pick their spots, pay Fox yeah. the money, and do it. Um, so it's you know that's got to be kind of a. It's not the main reason, obviously. There's a lot. It's just mm-hmm. another. It's yeah. just for Disney. It's good business yeah, to own like, to own everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I got three super quick yeah, point, no, point points. Uh, one, the rumor about Quentin Tarantino making a Star Trek movie. Yeah, an R-rated Star Trek movie. Really, that's part of the deal. I have not heard I that. I do not want to see an R-rated Star Trek. I don't what really want to see anything that one by down Quentin too. Tarantino. Would there be an R-rated t- what? Like I, blood and sex and drugs. I think space drugs. Work. I think everybody reads into this story, and the, my take on it from reading what the story actually is. And what everybody's reading into it are two very different things. Uh, Every you look at all the headlines, it's Tarantino is writing and directing a Star Trek movie that's going to be rated R. That is not happening. No, I am. I will put dollars to donuts. Star the Trek has biggest, always been a PG franchise. The biggest credit Tarantino will have on this movie is he will be writer and probably a producer on it. You don't he think not, he would direct it? No. Well, see, that's funny, because the story I read was he was going into meetings with into a, a writer's room with other the the writers that would possibly the JJ be, people? be writing the movie. I don't know if it was the J.J. people yeah, but or he, someone he, else. He will get but, a story credit, writer, yeah. story, something along those lines. But he, he said that he wanted to direct it. Yeah, he won't. He has said he's wanted to direct a lot of things, yeah. and they don't and come do, to fruition. I want to direct look, stuff. I have no look idea. Look at the amount of movies <laughs> he has said over the years right? of yeah. his own universe he has said he was going to make that have never happened. He's yeah. too busy with yeah, but his Star Trek's a bigger paycheck than those things. Uh, and you know what? You shepherd it, you get all the credit and none of the blame. Yeah. And, it's, and that's what he's going to go for. And Tarantino's never done a franchise movie. He's only no. ever done his own stuff. So I am at the other thing going for it though is he's a huge Star Trek fan. Yeah. Yeah. He he really likes it. He used to do um uh 
I think they called it Tarantino Fest at the Alamo Draft House. Mm-hmm. And like he owns an original print of Wrath of Khan. Yeah. You know, it's like it like the 35 millimeter or whatever, right? Like he's he's a fan, so in that way it's good. I just don't the thing I don't see about it is him working in the framework of JJ Abrams Star Trek universe. Yeah. You know, well, it's now, just like the, I could see him doing like a retro kind of Star well, Trek. And that's the but... thing. Like, and then the interviews where he talked about what kind of what kind of Star Trek he would do. He always referenced the I forget I don't remember the name of the title of it. Uh but one of the back one of the back in time Oh City on the Edge of Forever. Yeah. yeah. The time travel type of episodes. So I guess that Chris Pratt um or not Chris, Chris Pratt, Pine. Chris Pine one Star Trek Chris's. one. I guess that one's been thrown out there the window. There are too many Chris's. There are a lot of Chris's. What do you mean? They were going to do a time travel one with Kirk and Kirk's dad. Yeah, oh. they announced that like before yeah. Beyond. They could came still out. do that with with the Chris's Pine and Hemsworth. <laughs> oh jeez. But it like that sounds like a lawyer firm. <laughs> Pine and Hemsworth. Pine Hemsworth. Pine Hemsworth and Pratt. That, and Evan, there's your law for no, it's, it's, it's Pine, it's Pine, Pratt, Hemsworth, and Evans. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, that does sound like a law firm. <laughs> but uh, okay, uh, we'll see though. Like it's interesting. Yeah. Last news bit: uh, Golden Globe nominations were today. Oh, oh really? Oh, okay. Uh, and just for genre stuff, there's not a ton. Uh, but the film that has the most nominations is Del Toro's new film, The Shape of Water. Which I'd argue is a genre film, or at least Well, it's about a woman who falls in love with a sea monster. Yeah. I think that, I think basically it's his Creature from the Black Lagoon Pretty movie much. he finally got to do, but he, he changed stuff, so it's his. Uh, <laughs> so that's the only... <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, and Get Out, the horror movie... Uh, by uh, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Uh, was nominated in the musical or comedy category. Yeah, but it, that's the category where that's they the shove all. stuff when like, they don't know what to do yeah. with it, but they know they have to nominate it for something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, it needs praise for something, but they just <coughs> don't know what. In, um, uh, for actor nominations, uh, your boy from Baby Driver, Ansel Elgort, was nominated for Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy. Yeah. Um, that's cool. The lead from Get Out was nominated. Uh, let's see. And then when it comes down to television, um, three of the five drama shows that were nominated are genre. Oh, which mm. ones? Uh, well, can you guess what? Well, let me guess. Game of Thrones. Yes. Westworld. No. Oh, okay. Well, that's probably the year before. It's been a while since Westworld was on. It's, uh, uh, it's The Handmaid's Tale and Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, I can see all Didn't those. Stranger Things win the Golden Globe last year? It, it won something. It won for Best Ensemble or something, because the whole yeah. cast was yeah. up there. Because that's the it's the Winona gift party yeah. from that. <laughs> oh, um, and quickly, uh, animated films, because those sort of fall in our wheelhouse too. Yep. I've only seen one of them, and I generally see a lot of animated mm. films. The only one I've seen is Coco, which is fantastic, if you haven't seen it. We still are trying to get uh, to see The it. other four movies that were nominated for Best Animated Feature include The Boss Baby. Ah. <laughs> Something called The Breadwinner. That's a, it's I, I've seen the preview for that. Book. Yeah, it's based off of a, a really, really well-renowned It's a 2017 Canadian-Irish-Luxembourgian yeah. adult animated feature film. Yeah. Drama film. Uh, yeah. 
because there's so many Canadian Irish Luxembourgian films. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, uh, Ferdinand, which is the story of the bull. That's not even out yet, though. Well, yeah, I think it's just got released. Neither uh, is neither is the Greatest Showman, but that's been nominated. No, neither is Del Toro's movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's in limited release. Yeah. Right and now. the other yeah, one, they, they yeah. sneak it in just for the award season. Yeah. The other animated feature that's nominated is Loving Vincent, which is the movie that was done entirely with oil paintings. Oh, cool. oh, wow. oh that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's a it's about Van Gogh. And um, it's, uh, all out of curiosity, paintings. Disaster Artist can end up. Disaster Artist is nominated for Best Comedy or Musical. Okay, that's funny. That's good. And um, uh, let's see. And here. Dunkirk got a couple, didn't it? Has... Dunkirk. Oh, the drama nominee. Oh, let me just read you the, the list of drama nominees. Yeah. Call Me By Your Name. Don't know it. Never heard of it. Dunkirk. Yep. The Post. That's the new Meryl Streep Tom Hanks movie about bringing down Nixon, (coughs) uh, The Washington Post. Oh, that sounded interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, The Shape of Water and Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. I've heard that. It's really good. Never heard of that one. I've seen the trailer for that. Yeah. It's about a woman who feels the police aren't doing enough to help find her missing son. So she starts putting billboards, renting billboards outside of the town. Basically, saying the up cops the p- aren't doing anything yeah. to find my kid, kind of thing. Oh, yeah. The um, musical or comedy nominees are The Disaster Artist, Get Out, The Greatest Showman, I Tanya, which is the Tanya Harding story, which I've heard oh, is pretty wow. good, starring Margot Robbie yeah. and Lady Bird, which Margot is a Robbie, movie that was, she was Harlequin, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. Uh, Lady Bird, I don't know much about, except that it has the highest score ever on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I oh, know really? nothing of it, but it's get, other than it got times. really good reviews. Yeah. Um, television, the other two drama shows that were nominated besides the three I mentioned are The Crown and This Is Us. And so two Netflix shows. Yes. Ooh. Two Netflix and HBO. Handmaid's Tale is on Amazon. Showtime? Amazon? No. It's it was not on, on Amazon because we can't Hulu. watch it. It's on Hulu. I would have yeah. watched it if it was on Amazon. It's on, um, but it's, it's a Hulu it's on exclusive. It's not here, like it? it's yeah. not one that they put on yeah. like from another. Yeah, network. it's a Hulu exclusive, and uh, this is us, which is NBC. Hmm. Uh, the musical or comedy um, nominees are Blackish. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is uh, Amy Amazon Palladino's show. new show. She's yep. the Guild Gilmore Girls. Uh, Master of None. That's um, Aziz Ansari's. Aziz Ansari show. Smilf. Uh, Never even heard of that one. I heard a review of it that said it was awful. Uh, <laughs> but whatever. It's, um, you know what Smilf stands for. And it stars uh, Rosie O'Donnell and Connie Britton. And it's on Showtime. Okay. Uh, starring, created, and written, and directed by Frankie Shaw. Uh, anyway, uh, and the other show that's nominated for best musical or comedy is Will and Grace. Believe it or not. Oh, the the revamp that. Yep. <laughs> and miniseries or TV film: Big Little Lies, Fargo, Feud, Betty and Joan, The Sinner, and Top of the Lake, China Girl. Yeah. None of which I've heard of. No, uh, I've heard of some of them, but I don't have cable though, so that's that's part. And of it. one last thing that I just heard of that I read just before I came, it was a list of upcoming Netflix original series, and mm-hmm. one of them is a new Matt Groening animated series. Yeah, called Disenchanted. It's about elves that go on strike or something. Yeah, it's about, it, it <laughs> was. Uh, oh. It's he, I've heard it described as it's the D and D show, the D and D Futurama. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> There you well, go. Yeah, I guess that's a one way for groaning not have to deal with networks. Yeah, it's gonna be on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a lot of cool stuff on Netflix, like right now. Even though All just the last couple of weeks, services. have you heard about this new German show that's on Netflix called The Dark, 
which they're calling a darker, scarier Stranger Things no. in German. Oh, <laughs> so geez. that'll make it. <laughs> Alright. If you want dark, you can't get much Netflix, darker. Netflix is than like that. and Netflix is pulling from all sides. You know, uh, I watched a show the other day that's a, a cooking competition. Oh, the British the, one? No, this is oh. a Korean one. Oh. Similar to Iron Chef, where they have two minor celebrities in this case in the episode I watched that was uh, a pop star and a professional video game player, and they steal their fridges. And these chefs have to compete uh, with one another in order to like to make meals out of what's in their fridges. <laughs> that sounds. They yeah, literally steal their fridge, like go to their house, <laughs> physically remove their fridge, oh, nice. and bring it to the studio. I watched uh, the Brit- a British cooking competition show on mm. Netflix where two families face off against each other, and it's similar in format to the Great British, British Bake, Bake Off. Off. But in the second round, instead of having a technical challenge, they have to cook for the judges in their own house. So they go to their own house. In the judges' house no, or in their house? in their oh. own house. Yeah. So the judges get sent to their to these people's houses where they feed them. Oh, Jeez. I, like I saw a commercial choice. for that, for Bright, the new Will Smith Ooh, Netflix oh, movie. I saw a commercial for that on cable TV last <laughs> night. Well, I think might have been on during commercial breaks for The Walking Dead. Oh. Huh. Yeah. That, uh, that's... I think that's Soon. this like, week. Yeah, uh, I want to say Christmas. I want to say the twenty second. Yeah, I I really I could be wrong, but I, I, I I'm interested in watching. I've it. seen the the preview where they're the it's Alien Nation essentially. Oh, if you remember that, elves, that's, but with well, magic instead of yeah, aliens, ogres and elves, and but the uh, apparently the the orcish uh, music is similar to like grindcore and death metal. Nice. <laughs> that's a, it's like that. It's like this song that's like, <laughs> and Will Smith goes click, and like that is one of our greatest love songs. And he's like nobody's making love to that song. Or like that. <laughs> it, lo- it looks like fun though. I'm yeah. looking. I'm looking forward to that. Out of what I've seen from it, it's been a while since we've seen Will Smith. Be like Will Smith, cool action hero. I don't know. His, other than his dead shots, pretty much. Other Will than Smith. Suicide Squad. <laughs> Not that I hated it, but it's like, no. You yeah, like Suicide yeah, Squad? Yeah, no. Like, but I mean, like his character portrayal. It's yeah, like, he was doing what he wanted. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but hey, if you can get away with it, that's awesome. All the power to you. Know? <laughs> he doesn't age. He'll be doing that until he's like 150. Then he'll switch into like Morgan Freeman gear. Then <laughs> <laughs> he'll be Uncle F- the Uncle Phil character on the new new Fresh Prince, Ooh. the fresher Fresh Prince. Mm. Apparently, he's already. I think, well, at least if you believe that, in, you know, I think it's a meme or like a little thing that pops up every so often. It's like Will Smith is now older than than Uncle Phil was when uh, when Will moved in with them. In it'd be pretty close. Yeah, yeah. it was thirty years ago. Yeah. I know because we're old. <laughs> well, it depends on how old he is. It's one of those things you'd have to go back and watch the episodes and do the math. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, should we get? Let's get into. Let's get into the Christmas spirit. Now, this is not the. If you don't celebrate Christmas, happy holidays to you. Uh, We just we're. This is a memories episode, and we all celebrated Christmas growing up. So you know, it's that's what it is, and 
It's not to put anybody else's religious beliefs down or anything like that. And to each of all you, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, whatever Joyous it may be. All. Uh, what else? And 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 to be fair, You're, we I don't really the celebrate the religious side no, of Christmas, the, or at least we don't. I go to church, except for Ryan. I don't know, Kevin. Do you go to church? Uh, we don't really talk not, about this ever. Not uh, on Christmas recently. Eve, and the same. I make the same joke every year. I lean into my father and I go, "Am I, am I smoking?" <laughs> <laughs> and he looks nope. at me. And he shakes his head and laughs. You know what you need to do? Put some baby powder into your... Do you wear your suit when you go in? <laughs> no, I just want to... I dress nice. I'm not a whole suit. Put, no. put a little bit of baby powder in your pocket and you smack it before you tell it because it, it... It'll make some It's the cloud. theater effect for smoke you can ever do. <laughs> but um, I, I, Christmas is um, my mother's favorite holiday. So we we kind of used to go all out for it. Like, all out. My my grand my mom is a uh, is a Santa fanatic. Oh, nice! And I so, love her house at Christmas. Yeah, so like her tree now is all Santa based ornaments and stuff like that. And so um, I think let's start off with like the pop culture stuff. Okay. Um, and Since go that's around what the table. And does anybody do you have a favorite Christmas special or Christmas movie? Ooh, 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 ooh. I do, hey, I do, hey, I do. Hey, I do. Uh, Jen, okay, let's Jen, go with Jen. Jen, 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 Jen was really quiet during the news section, so we'll, we'll oh, get yeah. her. She was so quiet that she was playing with her electronic adult coloring book and playing video games. What was that game you were playing that I, was, I saw you playing? I was just playing SimCity and, uh, and, and getting the money from my factories. <laughs> Anyway, we weren't talking nothing, about Christmas yet. There is I am not going to penalize her for it, mainly because I don't know what I got for Christmas yet. So, <laughs> uh, My favorite Christmas movie of all time. I have two favorite Christmas movies of all time. First one is Muppets Family Christmas. I was going to use you that as stole mine. mine. No, it's mine. I, think I that's love a, that one. Watch it for the icy patch. The nope. unedited version. So what happened was when, after Jim Henson passed away... Um, on all the rights to all the Jim Henson properties got divvied up. They had to cut a lot of stuff out of that movie. So they, they took out the whole Muppet Babies part. They I think they took out Fraggle well, Rock, the too. Well, the Muppet Babies, yeah, the Muppet Babies are a separate source yeah. of rights issues on a whole. So, part of the reason why we've never seen the cartoon released on Yeah, so if you buy the movie now, there's well, you can't, chunks You can't even, even buy the movie. Now. You can't find it to buy it anymore. Yeah. Because now it's further... Like it was only split up. I think at the the edited version you're talking about was only split up and had rights issues from like two different parties. Yeah. Now, if you try to put it together, it's three, three. different company, companies own three different properties in that, and that's not including the Muppets baby stuff either, yeah. or song rights or song because rights. that might be an issue too because that it was made before. People gave a shit yeah. about those things. So I have a digital copy that's the so, so unedited version, mm. and it's the best Christmas movie. Yep, yeah. that's my the that's turkeys, my must. The turkey, you oh. turkey. I don't care. I the would... turkey says the dog is the turkey. The dog is not the turkey. The turkey's the turkey. You turkey. Now release Sprocket. <laughs> I would like you to have this fraggle pebble, Uncle Kermit. <laughs> Uh, and it's just funny. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's not it's, very long. It's like, what, 40 it's an minutes hour, tops? Yeah. 45? Oh, it's I, the only time the Muppets, the Sesame Street Muppets, and the Fraggles appear together. Yeah. 
Oh, and it, like all three, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all in one. Yeah. And at the end, Jim Henson. Yeah. yeah. Doing dishes. Just doing the dishes. Doing the dishes. That makes me tear up. And the guy, oh, yeah. and the guy who was... Um, Doc. Doc from Fraggle Rock who yeah. passed away not too long ago, yeah. a couple years ago. I love that. I, that, it, that is my favorite sort of musical Christmas yeah. thing. I absolutely love I, that movie. For me, too, I think it's out of everything Henson-related... Weirdly, that's what that outside of the stuff he wanted to do adult wise with mm-hmm. with puppets captures the Henson spirit more than almost anything there, else they ever did. Yeah. There are so many good Muppet Christmas things, though. I love yeah. uh, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. I haven't seen that one. What the that, hell is that? So that was an HBO special okay. that you can find now, and it's about it's sort of a take on the O. Henry story, you know, uh, where everybody gives a gift that when you give it. Do you know the story of the gift of the Magi? The the classic story. It's about a man and woman who are uh, very poor, and they uh, they exchange gifts. He buys her a comb for her beautiful hair, but she's cut off her hair to make a wig so that she could she could afford to buy him a present. And oh, okay. is, yeah, yeah. is it absolutely terrible that I only know the Sesame Street version of that? Where Bert wants to buy a present at Mr. Hooper's store yes. for Ernie, so Bert sells his paperclip collection to buy a soap dish for Rubber Ducky, <laughs> yes. and then Ernie sells Rubber Ducky to buy a box for, for the paperclip paper paper collection. collection. Yeah. And until this very moment, I had no idea that's what that story it's was from. Oh, Henry's <laughs> Gift of the Magi. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, this is with otters who live on the river, and Emmett enters this jug band competition or battle of the bands to get a present for his mom. How old is this? Uh, it's early eighties. Okay. So there's that. There's Christmas with the uh, John Denver and the Muppets. That's a great one. I don't think I've seen that one. But uh, I, Muppets you know Christmas what? Carol. Muppet Christmas yeah. Carol. Muppet Christmas Carol's great. And, but my favorite longer Muppet Christmas thing was a made-for-TV movie after all of those Muppet movies were made. Called a very, it's a wonderful Muppet Christmas. Have you seen that one? Mm, I don't think where, so. Uh, uh, it's a. You know, the show's going bad, so Kermit freaks out and says, maybe it'd be better if I'd never been born. And Aww. then an angel shows up, played by David Arquette, who says, here's what would happen if you'd never been born. Actually, you know what? I think I have seen that and, one. And it sounds Miss, familiar. Miss yeah. Piggy is a is a Miss Cleo-type phone psychic. <laughs> and Fozzie is a down-on-his-luck uh, window washer or something. And uh, Whoopi Goldberg plays God. Okay, yeah, no, I have seen that <laughs> Oh, one. that's what it took for you. Yeah, the Whoopi Goldberg, I don't quite remember it. Like, I don't think I've seen the whole thing. Yeah, I find it very funny, and it was the first of those, there were about three made-for-TV Muppet yeah. movies. There was that one, and so Muppet I think you can find that one, the DVD has Whoopi on the cover of it yeah. with them, I yeah. think. But it's a very Muppet, uh, it's a wonderful Muppet Christmas. Okay. I, I, I like that one, too. But it, it is no Muppet Family Christmas, which no. is the no. best that Muppet Christmas. That is the yeah. best. Okay, yep. so you said you had... Two, Jen. What's the second one? I already said that one. Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, Muppets, Muppets Christmas Carol is your Carol. second pick? Oh, yeah. Is Those it? are the two I need to watch. I sing that to myself every Christmas Eve. That's <laughs> and I have one. since I was, since that movie first came out. That's another one where it's weird that song rights have caused that to be slightly edited, but edited in a way that makes absolutely but, no and they, sense. And they, they took out the sad song. The love yeah, is gone. But they have the refrain of yeah. it at the end of the movie still. Yeah. So it's like, it, it doesn't have any impact at the end of the movie. But at the same time, Michael 
Keaton or Michael Keaton. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Cannot sing. Michael Caine well. cannot sing very well, but he is fantastic in that yeah. movie. He it's... is every time I think of Scrooge, he is Scrooge. Hey. Oh, I love this. Now we have to go watch it. Yeah. Uh, Let's just stop the podcast now and go watch all this Christmas No, Carol. no. We got to finish this up first. But good choices. I agree good with choice, both good of choice. Those, well I done. would not poop on either of them. Nope. Okay. Um, let's go with Ryan. We'll go in, in okay. order. So, well, since my number one choice has already been picked. Sorry. I can't believe that was all our number one choice. This must be why we're friends. I was going to say, yeah, exactly. It's Who does probably one of the communists sat yeah. here. <laughs> um. My other one, which it's one of those ones that, you know, as a kid, probably watched it way too many times just because, you know, you recorded on VHS and watched it in the, in the middle of the summertime because why not? That's what you do as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like maybe eight years ago. I was at home Saturday night, snowing outside. And I'm like, what the fuck's on TV? I'm looking through and I'm like, no, that can't be. So I'm like, oh, I've had to wait half an hour. I'm like, okay, I'll wait. And I sit down, I put the TV on, I put tune into YTV, and it was the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas <laughs> special. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, where they bring Christianity to Eternia. <laughs> I was like, not kidding. I know. There's, I... A, there's a whole set of scenes where these two kids oh. explain the story of Jesus to Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to sit down and watch this thing. And the best part about it is because, you know, yeah, it's one of those things you watched so many times as a kid. If someone had asked me just, hey, did you ever watch it? I was like, oh, yeah, I'd watch that. And started, well, tell me about it. I'd be like, yeah, there's Christmas and Skeletor and stuff. But as soon as you start watching it, you're like, oh, my God. And then this is going to happen. And this is where the robot people that you never see ever again show up. And the little one, and it's like, oh, my Oh, there was just a nine. I don't want to be nice. (laughs) (laughs) The one and only time you see uh, Hordak Prime, who's like the super big bad guy that both Hordak and Skeletor are afraid of. You never see him uh, ever again, but he's afraid he wants the power of Christmas. (laughs) And Skeletor ends up being the hero at the end, helping to save the children and save Christmas. It's, oh, it's 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 so one of those ones you like as a kid, and then when you become an adult, it becomes amazing for all the wrong reasons. Exactly, but it's still, and it's got those horrible that horrible song uh, that the uh, the archer guy from Shira starts singing on his little. Uh, oh, well, he starts playing, but somebody starts. Is it well, a he, female character? He sings, sings. One of the girls sings too, and then the children sing along too. Because apparently they know the words of the song. The, the, the Eternian Christmas song. If I'm not mistaken, well, it's not even from Eternia because they're from the other. Yes, I have this on DVD. Oh, so do I. So it, in the special features on the DVD, <laughs> um, the <laughs> woman who sang the song that Ryan is referring to is the. Uh, daughter of the showrunner of the cartoon, oh. and you kind of get the feel when you hear the song back. It's like, yeah, you got hired because you're somebody's daughter, and <laughs> you probably work cheap. <laughs> it's like, oh. but Skeletor is the best part of that. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, okay. so I that's don't one want of the- to be nice. <laughs> I don't like this feeling in my. <laughs> His heart grew three times, ten times that day. Oh. Uh, but yeah, so that's one of them. I long, you know. Um, and I do like if just one of those ones. I won't necessarily go out of my way to watch it, or I won't like seek it out. But because it's usually on TV. But if I find it, I'll sit and watch it. Scrooged. Oh, I oh, like Bill Scrooge. Murray. Yeah. yeah, 
It's on Netflix Canada right now. Oh, is it? Well, yeah. see, there you go. See, now I don't. We looked up even... Christmas movies while uh, before, while we were eating dinner. Yeah, but we couldn't. We were looking for like a special, like something that like you know, forty minutes and mm. yeah, yeah, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you know, there's always the well, there's the non-traditional Christmas. We'll, we'll, we'll talk get into about those that later. Later. <laughs> oh no. Oh yes. yes. Oh. So. Um, I remember the days when all the Christmas specials were brought to you by Kraft and the special people at Kraft Canada. I don't know. They, were, they always had the same opening. Let Kraft um, help you make your you cookies set your year. holiday table. But it was a, Weren't the caramels usually involved? Those little Usually, yeah. yeah. Weren't the so often, caramels involved? You'd get the special Toys R Us commercials that you never yeah. saw every uh, any other time, but then with Jeffrey the Giraffe. Yeah. But I, I, for some reason, those cra- the, it wasn't even the commercials. It was that guy's voice who said, "Tonight's presentation of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is brought to you by the good people at Kraft." Uh, but the the special that I'm going to mention, and I don't know if you guys will remember this because, like I like I say quite often, I'm a little bit older than you, was made by Nelvana in Kay. the late '70s, <gasps> and it was called A Cosmic Christmas. Do no. you know this one? No, I thought you were going to do the claymation Christmas. No, no. this was a Canadian. So Nelvana was a Canadian. It, it still yep. is a Canadian animation. It still company. exists. And this was one of their very first projects, even before like Rock and Rule and Romeo and Juliet, which were these sort of made for TV movies they made back in the late 70s, early 80s. But A Cosmic Christmas was about a little boy who lived on a just outside of town with his pet goose. And uh, um, as you do, just before Christmas, <laughs> a giant spaceship lands and three wise aliens come out, as usually happens. <laughs> and of course, the townspeople freak out, but the boy befriends the aliens and. Uh, um, at the end of the story, uh, oh, the the of course the aliens have come to Earth following a star, mm. and, um, uh, and is the boy Jesus? No, the boy is not Jesus. Is he space, space Jesus? Jesus. <laughs> He's got a Canada goose for a pet, though. Is he Canadian Jesus? He might be. Uh, By the end of so, so he's trying to teach these three aliens about Christmas, and um, the end. And of course, the townspeople freaked out when they discover there are aliens in their midst, as you do. Uh Uh, But then the little boy falls through the ice on the pond, Uh and And they form a human chain to try to get him out of the pond. And it's not quite long enough until the three aliens join the chain. Is it still a human chain? <laughs> with aliens, it might be, but I love this special, and you can find it on the YouTube's. Oh yeah, I was going to ask: Is there any way to watch it? Yes, a cosmic Christmas. Now, as an anecdote to that, Nelvana is also part of one of the most infamous holiday specials ever, as they did the animated segment of the Star, Star Wars, Wars holiday, holiday special. Oh. That's they, coming up very soon on my list. They introduced the world to Boba Fett. Yes, that's the to Technicolor Boba Fett. Yeah. So that's I I've So seen. happy life day, one and all. Yeah, that well, it's an American special, right? So for the, they threw that around Thanksgiving. Like their Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was late November nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, so it's in between the two holidays. Nineteen seventy eight. Nineteen seventy eight. God is it awful. <laughs> it is. It wasn't that bad. Oh, it's so fun. Chewbacca's father watches space porn. Porn. (laughs) As you do. (laughs) And there's a cooking segment in it. With Harvey Corman as a full... A musical number starring B. Arthur. (laughs) 
Okay, I've honestly only seen it once, and that was when I saw it with you. Yeah. We should have added it to our poll. <laughs> I used to, I don't know where it has gone to. I used to have it as a, a ripped on DVD, but I also had the Rift Tracks audio for it, and Rift Tracks audio is hilarious. I can imagine. <laughs> and it also had all the original commercials of whichever channel my version was broadcast on. Uh, it was a CBS special. Yeah. It, well, no, it, mine in particular is out of Michigan somewhere because it's a lot of uh, Ford auto plant commercials. With guys like, you know, walking around like, I make good money, and sometimes I do the paint, and sometimes I do this. They move us around a lot. My <laughs> American. And uh, and McMuffins with Canadian ham Ooh. or Canadian oh. bacon on it. Wasn't it sponsored by the Automobile Union? Or? Yeah, that would explain why there were so many Ford commercials <laughs> in the version I had. Like, because they were all centered around the plant, not around an actual car. But, Which would make sense for her to be, a, if it, yeah, the union. Yeah. So my my choice is a little offbeat, much l- like everybody else here. Muppets Family Christmas. That's yeah. I, I hadn't watched it in years until Jen and I got together, and now we, we watch it every Christmas. But weirdly, one of the ones I always have to watch is an episode of Batman the Animated Series <laughs> Christmas with the Joker. Oh, that's it's, a great one. <laughs> I, I just think it's one of the better written episodes of the, that first season of Batman. It's basically Joker wants a family to have Christmas with and wants to get the last laugh on Batman. And it's just a a good episode on a whole. And I watch it every Christmas. And by the end of it, Batman watches A Wonderful Life. Because at the the start of the episode, uh, Dick wants him to watch watch A Wonderful Life. And Batman's like, you know, I've never seen it. And Dick's like, you've never seen A Wonderful Life? And... Bruce without a beat with just like a beat in between is like I could never get past the title. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, Batman. But by the end of it, you know, they sit down and they watch it in that big Uber theater that's in Wayne Mansion. So that's uh that's one of the ones I like. Um beyond that, you know, you have your standards like Rudolph. Well, I was gonna say, yeah, we can't yeah. get away without talking about the, the, the old rank stop. And yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The stop motion ones, yeah. This conversation has made me think of a couple of uh, ones that I'd previously forgotten about. Mm. Although we bought we bought them on Blu-ray a couple of years ago, and it's got like okay, so it's got Rudolph, Rudolph, it's Frosty, Frosty, um, Rudolph, is it, shiny new. I think it. No, I think it's got Santa is Claus it, comes to town. Yeah, Santa Claus comes I'm to town. And but weirdly, nice. it has yeah. another I'm Frosty that was sorry. done in the late '90s, early 2000s, which is not good. Which is terrible. And John yeah. Goodman's the voice of Frosty in it. Whoa. Like it, we it, we struggled. To yeah. make I've got a DV, it. an old DVD that's got you know I think the first three, and I don't remember what the fourth one. Mm. If it was another like animated Frosty or. If it might have had like Jack Frost or Little Drummer Jack Boy, Jack Frost. Or... That's the other one. Oh, and Little Drummer Boy. Yeah, I like Jack I Frost better than motion. Little Drummer Boy, but yeah, Can... Jack Frost is a good one too. Continuing with the pop culture theme a little bit. Wait, there's... wait, wait! I got one more. Oh, you have one more? Yeah. So just think about the claymation one that I mentioned before. Did anybody see that? It the has California, California raisins. raisins. Yeah, and it, was, yeah. it was hosted by two dinosaurs, and the like running gag through the whole thing was the uh, "Here we go, a wassailing among the leaves." But they couldn't remember what the middle word was, so I always think waffling. And then they had them come with waffles. <laughs> Aren't the two dinosaurs supposed to be like Cisco and Ebert? I have no idea. If I remember correctly, and, and I remember the, the bells. <laughs> 
Oh, and the bells! We need to find this. I need to watch this again. I'm sure yeah. you can find uh, okay. And don't the California raisins do Rudolph? And yes. they like, yeah. are like reindeer on a sleigh? I'm looking Brought this up to you YouTube. by the California Raisin Commission. <laughs> I'm looking this up on YouTube right now. Okay, keep no, going. Huzzah. Um, I need so to the, uh, as Ryan mentioned, you also have your alternative Christmas movies. Mm. Oh. Whether yep. you... Uh, you, uh, you know, it's just not Christmas until you see Hans Gruber come flying off of the Nakatomi Tower. I completely agree with this, and so Never does my forget. <laughs> Never, Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> I'm not uh, rising to the bait. <laughs> okay, even if it's not a Christmas movie, it's Christmas themed. Yeah, like oh, another good one, Jingle All the uh, Jingle All the Way. That's a Christmas that movie. Is a, that's, that's a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie straight called out. Jingle All the My way. thing is that Trading Places. That's a Christmas movie. Is it? <laughs> Remember, he, I haven't seen it in years. He so. ends up in the ratty Santa suit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can do the whole movie without, like, if you could take Christmas out of it, it's not a Christmas movie. But Christmas Annie, adds to it. It adds to it, yeah. but it's not a Christmas movie. It is a Because you can take Christmas out of it, and the movie is still fundamentally the same. The musical Annie ends with the song, We're Getting a New Deal for Christmas. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, a lot of Christmas movies, you could just sub in some other reason for the family to be getting together or doing a thing. Like Home Alone. Yes, exactly. But that's, you, that's I would my put point. That in a, what, does his, what does Kevin's dad do for a living? He's mob, taking, mob, he's mob hitman. He is taking <laughs> how many people? Like 11 people to Florida for Christmas? No, Paris. Oh, Paris, sorry. Yeah. It was the second one they went to Florida. <laughs> and like you see the house that they live in in the suburbs of Chicago? Yeah. yeah. He's doing okay for himself. Yeah. I think he pimps out mom. Uh, it's not. <laughs> now, Merry it, Christmas. It's not sp- almost specifically Christmas, but I always throw planes, trains, and automobiles into the season of films as well because it's in the winter and he can't get home and stuff. And like the 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 reveal of John Candy's character towards the end of that movie is just I don't think I've actually seen that movie and amazing at the same time. It's. Oh, is it really? A Steve I don't Martin think I movie? have. You seen? I know. I don't think I've actually oh, seen we should it. Say, uh, I love tra- planes, trains, and automobiles. It's funny. It's well written. It's poignant at parts. It's just, it's a great film. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I would love to see it. I just don't yeah. think I have. No, no. Um, a- anybody else have any alternative takes? Mm. Lethal Weapon throws it. Well, Lethal Weapon's in there, in there and Die Hard 2, yeah. as well as you know, 1, because it also takes place at Christmas. And the. Um, that, I'm trying to remember. There's a bu- There's what three Shane Black movies that take place at Christmas? Oh yeah. Okay. So Shane Black, who is the guy who wrote Lethal Weapon, yep. Also wrote uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which also takes place at Christmas, and Iron Man Three, which yes. also takes place That's at Christmas. Right. It does <laughs> take place at Christmas time. Which it, like apparently that was one of the questions that he gets asked frequently about uh, the Predator movie that he has written that comes <laughs> out next year. Does it take place at Christmas? <laughs> Uh, so well, no, uh, when you see Santa and his sleigh fly overhead, um, with Christmas you also get Christmas music and holiday music. So uh-huh. does anybody have any favorite non-traditional Christmas songs? Oh yes, Jonathan Colton's Chiron Beta Prime. Do you know this song? That one I don't know. I know Jonathan Colton. So this song is about a family who's been um, kidnapped by aliens and is forced to work in a mine. And they, it's a message that they're sending out to their friends and family back home 
Called, uh, the song goes Merry Christmas from Chiron Beta Prime, where we're working in a mine <laughs> for a robot overlord. <laughs> You know, and at one point, the never song, heard of it. At one point, <laughs> at one point, the song goes "Message Redacted." <laughs> I will have to play it for you. Yeah, Jonathan Colton's good. He's one. Of, he's weirdly, he's one of those people I forget about That's until awesome. somebody brings him up and like, oh yeah, he's really good. Let's see if I can find it. That's no, awesome. don't because then we have to pay oh, yeah, yeah. music right for it. No, you can play it. very you small parts of it, after. and then you don't have you to play pay. it after. I will yeah. play it for you after. But oh, yeah, that's so hilarious. Merry Christmas from Chiron Beta Prime is a great song. <laughs> Ryan, did you have one? You, no, I, I no, I just I'm just your traditional Christmas. Uh, I'll tune into like the radio station that's only playing Christmas carols, so you hear the same one sung by five different people yeah. <laughs> over like a one hour time. You know, I time was frame. saying at work today that if. If these radio stations played Burl Ives at any other time of year, people would there would be there would be revolution. So I I dare any radio station to play a best of Burl Ives CD in July. <laughs> Jen, do you have any? I have um I don't know if it's not traditional, but I have the bare naked I have the bare naked ladies Christmas album. That was, that's my go to yeah. Christmas album. And my favorite one is the the duet with Michael Bublé. Um, about um, the elves on strike. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> I make toys, but I'm not. But I've yeah. got aspirations. Yeah. yeah, and it's all about how the, to- the elves are going to go on strike. And it cracks me up every single time. That and their whole um, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and young Crosby, Stills, Nash, on Crosby, Stills, Nash. And, and that's every time he's, Brent says Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And that's young, what you go to. That's what happens in yeah. my head. They have a good Hanukkah song on that album. Yeah. yeah. And then at the end, they sing Happy Birthday to Jesus. And the duet with, um, with Sarah McLaughlin. Too. That's not it, on that album. Isn't it? The one the where we they three sing kings? We Three Kings? No, that's a different... I think that was a live recording. I have that recording that might too, have but been it's not on, on that album. I think I might have gotten a uh, one year Canadian Tire. It was like once a week over the for the weeks weeks leading up to Christmas. If you went in and spent like twenty bucks, you got this free holiday CD. Mm. And uh, I think that one might have been on there because I know there was a Bare Naked Ladies song on one yeah, of those. Or albums. maybe it was part of that that series, a very special Christmas. The one they don't do them every year anymore, oh, yeah. but the the one where they get it, it's where. Um, you two's uh, Christmas baby, please come home. It's where that comes from, and a bunch of other yeah. modern rock ones come out of. Wouldn't surprise me if it's on one of those because there's like five or six volumes of that. Um, for me, it's not Christmas until I hear the Pogues fairy tale in New York. Oh, yeah, oh I thought you were going to say the Bob and Doug McKenzie. Well, that too. Bob and Doug McKenzie's well, that's, that's classic Christmas, Christmas. is come awesome. On. That's classic Christmas. <laughs> it's not. Classic? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. It's from the seventies. I had, which never is classic heard it rock until now. I married Brent. I well, never that's your own fault it. for not being, you know, you know, up to date on your Canadiana. Well, in my house, um, all of the Christmas movie music that my father played was all opera. So I had oh. Kiri Takanawa. Uh, we had um, oh, what's that other guy? <laughs> oh, Pavarotti. because I know opera so well. <laughs> Pavarotti. We had um, you know the fat guy that sings. Yeah. All of those. And the they three didn't, tenors. The th- no, no, this is before the three tenors. I have to struggle to remember Placido Domingo's. That's the guy. Yeah, I him too. Placido I, Flamingo. Flamingo. Because he was a Muppet. On Sesame Street. <laughs> I like the, uh, the, the orchestra that you always hear that does the Trans-Siberian? one. Siberian? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do nice stuff, I enjoy it when that, when that one turn, comes on the radio. So what about your favorite classic Christmas songs? Uh, like traditional. I love. Oh, I just, that, I like that one. 
I love Bing Crosby and David Bowie's <gasps> Drummer Boy. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's one of those weird things that everybody knows that version of the and it's two songs smashed oh, together, yeah. right? But nobody knows the fact that like and you've even seen the video, you may not realize it. That's part of a whole Bing Crosby Christmas, Christmas special, special yeah. Yeah. that has been lost to the like sands of time. Yeah, I know. I other tried than to, that segment, I tried to find it one year and I couldn't. It's was... uh, the general plot is is Bing Crosby has come to England to because his cousin or uncle or something is not well or sick or something so he's helping out take care of the castle at christmas okay. and take care Dan, of the castle david bowie's the neighbor who drops by as i have the castle next all door those christmas specials <laughs> with when it's a celebrity well, right? yeah, like you, I, know. you know the did you see that newer netflix bill murray one that came out a couple years I ago hated it's that awful one. it was awful it was bad but kind of Good in a bad way, no, bad in a good way. Uh, I think I watched it. There's also the Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas special. I don't remember that one it's at all. It's quite funny, and it's got oh. it's got people like Oprah Winfrey in it. <laughs> 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 who comes in and goes, "Hi, I'm Oprah Winfrey," mm. <laughs> because nobody knows who Oprah Winfrey is. Oprah Winfrey? <laughs> well, maybe not at the time. Maybe uh, I don't know. That's funny. But the. Uh, yeah, in terms of classic ones, yeah, that's uh, I, I love that David Bowie, and yeah. um, I love it. I'm weird. Is I like the the really like the, the Nat King Cole stuff, yeah, and I like the the modern rock stuff, the in between stuff, not so much. And I th- I completely blame years of working in retail, the local, where it was just shoved at me. The local Christmas music station plays that Justin Bieber song over uh, and over again. This is why I, I can't play it. Christmas music in the car when Brent's there. I like the old time, you know, the old crooners, like the traditional yeah, classic King Cole, Sinatra. Yeah, like Burl Ives. Whenever you, yes. you hear those, yeah, like you said, like the Justin Bieber Christmas song, and that's like his original Christmas song has nothing. To say. Oh, well, shut I read, up. I read, shut up. I read something that Not said you. the on, the only um, the the last Christmas song that became a major hit Mariah was Mariah Carey, and that was 1994. And she's got a animated Christmas special out. I yes. saw the DVD <laughs> at Walmart, and I showed it to Jen. Mariah Carey's in horror. I Christmas said no, 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 no. Starring not Mariah Carey. <laughs> That's what Brent said. He's like, but Mariah Carey's not in it. I'm like, nope, nope, <laughs> not voiced. <laughs> nope, doesn't sing. But I think it, one of her songs is, is it based in on it. that song? Oh, yeah. It's like Mariah Carey's oh, All that I Want for Christmas. Oh, that song is so whiny. I, I was in choir for a Oops. lot as a... <laughs> I That's was in, okay. I was in choir a lot as a child, so I sang all the traditional Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, every year I have a new favorite. So, I don't know. A couple of years ago I had uh, The Holly and the Ivy was my favorite. I've always loved We Three Kings. For, we Three Kings. Um, Gloria and Excelsis. Uh, what's that one? That's uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. That's not Hark the Herald Angels Sings. Uh, yeah. Angels we've heard on high. That's it. I know there's like, angels. Ding, um, fries are done. Ding, I, fries I are done. I was in church ding last night. <laughs> and they sang that song. So yeah. I, I like Band-Aids. Do they know it's Christmas? Oh, I hate that song. Really? Oh, Why? it bugs me so much. Uh, I, I, I don't have a soul. No. Oh, how about Boney M, Mary's boy child? Uh. <laughs> no, the reason that... that do they know it's Christmas bugs me is because it's the Western world, once again, I'm sorry, I'm going to get slightly, I guess, political, uh, forcing their beliefs on other countries. Yeah. As we do. As we do. 
And it's like, well, do they know it's Christmas time at all? Well, like, do, are do they, they care? Do they well, care? Are they fair. Christian? Do they celebrate? <laughs> do they even like? Why? It, oh, it doesn't matter if it's Christian if it's Christmas there. It doesn't matter if they know. And that I <laughs> rotate versions that I like too. Oh. My current one was one that was done a couple years ago by a, a, uh, a punk band called Fucked Up, uh, where yeah. they got uh, they it was Fucked Up did the the music and they got Bob Mold from Husker Du and. Uh, Riza from Wu Tang Clan and <laughs> Tegan and Sarah and for some reason David Cross from Arrested Development. Okay. Um, but all of the proceeds from the the single and from the uh, the iTunes single went to um, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but basically um, the the network for uh, bringing more prominence to the Aberger. Uh, Aboriginal Aboriginal women who have disappeared over the the last couple decades that nobody knows what has happened to these people. So stuff like that. Like I'm I'm a sucker for charity music at this time of year. Especially I I like the good work that that song does. I just hate the song. Yeah. (laughs) But it doesn't hold a candle to the worst Christmas song ever. Oh, which is? Paul McCartney. Oh, I agree. Completely agree. It's one of the worst ones ever. He is one of the greatest songwriters of all time. Which Why one? Did which he one? Give us yeah, which one? Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. The Bare Naked Ladies version of that is awesome, though. Did he, he get sounds, a new Casio keyboard and decided he, I've got to make a hit on this thing? He also sounds bored. Yeah. yeah. Like he's like it. Da, da, da. As I always joke that Christmas albums, and be honest, I'm right most of the time. Christmas albums are usually two things. They're one, to put another album on the contractual obligation out of the way. Yeah. And two, they're cash grabs. Because yeah. somebody will buy it. Yeah. And that that's one of those songs that, like, to me, oh, it's, it's like he was... And I think I read somewhere, too, that it, it part of that song was the, the idea of trying to get... An, uh, the the number one single for in Britain because that's the big that's a huge deal, thing. right? Yeah. Is... Okay. Sorry, I just thought of something else. Oh, let me guess. Your other Christmas movie is Love Actually. Oh yeah, I forgot about oh, Love that's Actually. Not what... <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Worst Christmas song of all time was that Pat Oswald sketch about the Christmas shoes. Oh, well, that oh. song is terrible. Not yeah. his skit. No, no. This skit is fantastic. The song is awful. Some woman's dying, of, not happy, died on my birthday. Oh, it's so, oh, I, I don't, yeah. yeah. Look I'll, it up. I'll, th- I'll send it to you. Look it oh, up. It's, it's the lyric. It's so funny. Um, so we will end this episode because this will go on for another half hour, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Um, does anybody have any particular Christmas memories of getting a, a toy or a Christmas that they they really remember or or something along those lines that well, you that you want to share? Don't feel that you oh, yeah. have to. Well, Christmas was when like my usually like my brother and I growing up we like we would get the uh, you know the the gifts we have to share. Yeah, which would turn out you know turn into be uh, Nintendo. And then, you know, a Super Nintendo, which was always, you know, getting something like that at Christmas was right. always, like, mind blowing. Like, yeah, yeah! I don't know. I always, at know. least you always got two controllers. Well, yeah. <laughs> that was the other thing. You know, we would fight over them if we didn't, so. As you do with your brethren. I, 
I'm Nothing f- comes to mind? Well, I remember one year I bought my sister a board game, and instead of just um, wrapping it and putting it under the tree, I wrapped a board game we already had and put it under the tree with a scavenger hunt note, and she had to go searching all over the house. Oh, for that's it. awesome. <laughs> and it was in a drawer right beside the Christmas tree the whole time. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I, <laughs> I have two stories that I just thought of. One was, I guess, my dad's favorite Christmas gift to me. He he sometimes thinks he's very funny. <laughs> I've heard the story and it's pretty good. <laughs> so this was uh, it wasn't too too long ago. Um, once upon a time. Once upon a time. Uh, so I opened this Christmas present and it's a laptop box and Ooh. I was like, oh my god, I got a Mac laptop for Christmas. This is awesome. And I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My dad's like, open it, open it, open it, open it. And I open it and I'm so excited and it's jumper cables. <laughs> oh. Yay. My dad laughed so hard. <laughs> As you that, do. That was the year he did all his own Christmas shopping. So I got jumper cables. Um, I got floor mats for my car. Um, I got to a, be fair, the jumper cables, we still use them. Yes. Yeah, no, they're they're, they're, they, they did come in useful, but I was thought I was getting a laptop. So where did the laptop box come from? He bought himself a laptop. <laughs> and it was do. an old box. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Um, uh, that was my dad's. Uh, Christmas joke, I guess. <laughs> I laugh about it now. At the time, I was a little bit disappointed. Um, my other favorite Christmas memory was actually kind of more of a Boxing Day memory. Um, I guess it was before I knew you, Brent. Um, my brother-in-law got, uh, I guess it's a PS, was a PS3? And on Boxing Day, bright and early, he and I went out and bought Rock Band. And this was when Rock Band was the it game mm-hmm. so it was the keyboard and the drums no not the keyboard the drums the, and the guitar, guitar and, and the, the microphone. microphone and we went down to the basement and we set it up and we played that game all day like hours and my family kept cycling in and out so my mom played for a while my brother was playing my sister and my brother-in-law and I was playing and it was one of the most fun days that I can remember having with my family. And what was your mom's name in the game? So my mom... <laughs> she doesn't listen to this, so you're good and clear without getting in trouble. Although your cousins do, so... <laughs> so my mom named her character in rock band Easy Tina. Oh! Because she could only play on Easy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we were like, do the math. This is the uh-huh. And we were like, Mom, that... That's not really. That's what a rock that, and roll name. It's that's all good. not really what that means, but okay. And she always wanted to be the foot because so she was just the the pedal for the drums. Oh, because <laughs> I couldn't do the drums and the pedal at the same time. Yeah, that's tough. So once you hit on once you pass easy and medium, you have to do both. Yeah. So she would be the foot and I would be the drums, and that's when she wasn't singing. That's how she played as Easy Tina, the foot. Easy Tina, the foot. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, for me, it's weird because I remember getting certain gifts as, as a kid yeah. that I, I loved as a kid. Like, I remember getting Optimus Prime, and that was like, shit, because he came with a trailer, and he was awesome, <laughs> yeah. and then the gun. And, um, but, the, the, and that, but now as an adult, there's gifts that my dad made for me that I now, like, appreciate the amount of work well, he had to go into. Yeah. Yeah, um, when I was, I, I want to say when I was four, I had a lot of dinky cars, like oh yeah, boys our age yeah, yeah. had mm-hmm, or at mm-hmm. the time. My parents right? still have like a so bag of them. My <laughs> dad, my dad worked at Xerox, so he had a, a lot of plastic containers 
around and stuff. So he took a big sheet of plywood and he made a miniature city for my cars to drive around on. And like there was garages Aww. on it and wow. stuff like that. And I liked it at the time, but like now as an adult, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> and it's like, like, where did you find the time to do this without me knowing you was Not only on that, this? where did he put it together? <laughs> it's like, because I'm thinking it was when we lived in Acton and he, as far as I can remember, he didn't have a shop in the basement like he does in uh, where I grew up in Guilford. Yeah. And there was that. Um, he made a display stand for my He-Man figures because I was big in the He-Man, so they wouldn't be like all in bin or anything. They yep. were put it on the wall, and all my guys were lined up on the wall nice. and stuff like that. It was like a, a, now looking back on it, it is like Jesus. <laughs> that was a really awesome gift. Thinking back on it, but, so that's so sweet. Yeah, well, my parents are good people. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying your parents aren't. <laughs> or your parents or your parents. Better it's, not. It's, it's one of those things that, like, every once in a while, like, I seem to go through these things where, like, the, I'm really into Christmas this year. <laughs> but, like, last year, it's like I couldn't give two shits. So it, it seems to come and go. I, I like the build up to Christmas more than I like actual Christmas Day. Well, um, your whole life has been Christmas. In my the whole life has been while. Christmas for the last four weeks. Because, uh, as we have mentioned numerous times, Kevin is a Santa. Yes, I am. And I, I love doing it. It's really fun. But you also did a Christmas I carol. I did a Christmas carol Christmas last night, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I was Santa for four hours and then Bob Cratchit for four hours last night. How so many performances of that one, are you in? Just the one, eh? One. It was a... It was a fundraiser for the Kuchiching Jubilee House, which is the women's shelter in Aurelia. Oh, okay. So even for a good cause. It was a good cause, yeah. And we had an hour of rehearsal. <laughs> and I missed it because I was at the mall. Yeah, so but everybody knows the Christmas story. Good. So, was so it, like, it wasn't like a play. No, it was right? a stage like, reading. Yeah. Um, uh, the plays, the story is divided into five. They call them staves. Two of the five staves were actually pre-recorded and read by local Aurelia radio show, Radio Morning... Oh, that's cool. It is, but that's why we added actors, because it's always been done just as a reading in the past, but uh, we added actors this year to pantomime the story as it was being read, because we wanted to give the audience something to look at while they were just listening to people mm. who were pre-recorded. Uh, so so I was one of the... I was invited to be one of the readers first and then I was asked to play Bob Cratchit as well so we had cool <laughs> costumes and like, well, yeah, the, the makeup job yeah, the costume on, uh, on that was Jacob Marley was yeah, really she good. looked awesome she looked awesome so uh, yeah it was really fun and it was for a good cause and there was uh, the pipe organ at the Presbyterian Church in Aurelia is amazing and it turns 100 years old within the next couple oh, cool. of years cool. so I'm sure there will be lots of cool organ concerts there that I will be attending because it just sounds you know that that amazing giant organ sound which mm -hmm. it, actually that reminds me to slide back into Christmas specials Mickey's Christmas Carol Mickey's Christmas oh, one, yeah. one, one of the other best Christmas versions of the Christmas Carol I guess outside of Alistair Sims I think the Alistair Sim one is I, widely regarded as the the every, benchmark. Every right? time Best Christmas Carol comes up as a topic somewhere, the one that I always remember was the WKRP in Cincinnati Christmas Carol episode. I don't know if I've seen that episode. And all I remember of it is at the very end when the ghost of Christmas future takes Mr. Carlson to see what the radio station will be like in the future. It's a giant white room, and the only person who works there is Herb Tarlick, and he just pushes the button. <laughs> How prophetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was just thinking about what you were saying um, about not some years where you're not really into Christmas. 
And uh, I can see that happening, especially when you get older and you don't have kids and, uh, you, you know, you kind of loses a little bit of its spark. And I was feeling kind of feeling that way, too. Um, Brent and I alternate years of spending Christmas. We go one year with my family, one right. year with his family. So last year was his family. The year before, that was my family. And I have a very young niece and nephew. And I had totally forgotten about Santa and how they still believe, sorry, spoilers, if you are young, plug your ears right now. They still believe that Santa is real. Yeah. And it was Christmas Eve and my sister still needed to wrap some presents and, uh, they sent the kids to bed, but they were they kept sneaking out of bed to see to see if they could catch Santa. Of course, and it was it was just wonderful and magical to see them. Yeah, and exhausting. And exhausting because literally they did not go into their rooms and shut the door and fall asleep until after ten, and then we still had to go and wrap an army. Yeah, of, but at least this year I your sister's got kids. the the finished basement. That yeah, you can so we can hide it all in the finished on. basement. But it was just like the excitement mm-hmm. and the enthusiasm. And then when they came down in the morning and they were like, Santa was here and Santa was here. And I was like, kid, this was me and me and your mother. We stayed up all night wrapping your presents. But I mean, I didn't even care because yeah. they were just so yeah. excited. So well, that's, that's why I love being Santa. Yeah. Because you get the kids who are so super excited to be there. And then the kids who, for whom it's a huge, um, they're so scared because it's intimidating, right? Oh yeah. Like, and then there's the parents who force the kids on you, even if they don't want to be there. And that's not my bag at all. I just, I just want them to have a good memory of this. I don't want to traumatize yeah. anybody. Yeah, you don't want them to be scared of Santa. But I mean, it, it's amazing seeing Santa and Christmas through the eyes of a child. So if you are feeling not in the Christmas spirit. You know, if your friends have young kids or if you have relatives, you have young kids or if you have young kids, look at it through their eyes mm-hmm. this year and just kind of recapture some of that because yeah. it's really, I'm really looking forward. We're spending Christmas with my my sister's kids this year and I'm really Excellent. looking forward to them because they're seven and five now. And so they're still young, but they still get all the excitement. And, oh, well, I was thinking so that I'm going to uh, bring the uh, the Super Nintendo with me. Th- so while you guys are rapping, Phil and I will play Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brent. That's very helpful. <laughs> You've seen my rapping jobs. Uh, you can do other things. Uh, I might help Here, Phil hold the tape. Well, if any of our listeners want to come and see Santa, I'll be at Bayfield Mall on the weekend b- before Christmas. So, Yep. Um, so that pretty much wraps us up other than, uh, geek picks. So if, uh, we'll go around the table. Start over there. We'll start with Jen cause Jen's got her geek pick. I have one this time. Usually I make it up on, on the fly, but this time I actually have one. So, and I, I even did research and everything like, uh, like I'm supposed to. <laughs> mm. So, um, as part of our, uh, trip to Michigan, sorry, my sock's falling off. Which is really okay. important when you're sitting down. Well, I didn't. I know. Because all the listeners over. are going to see your socks. <laughs> well, no, just so they... she's the uncomfortable. Damn it, leave her alone. Thank you, Ryan. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm the one that started making fun of you, so I might as well yeah. flip the switch on that one. Eh? Flip the take script. back my thank you. You started. <laughs> take back the Star Wars story you haven't paid for yet. Anyway, so. <laughs> At that wonderful Toys R Us. <laughs> he licked the Star Wars toy. <laughs> I know, you can't have it back. Visual jokes on an audio podcast. Hey, yes. <laughs> it was for you guys. You guys didn't have to share the joke. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've gone off the rails now. 
okay, back to my geek fic, which I actually researched. Yes. So you could edit this out. Um, Why would we want to edit out your geek fic? This whole thing. No, no, no. We don't edit this thing. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, I can't stop laughing. You're going to lose your pick if you don't get <laughs> So suddenly now we have a time limit on this podcast? No, no. Keep going. Okay, so when we were in Michigan at that Toys R Us that we talked about before, I found, well, Brent found and showed me, and I went, wee! There's a series of dolls called Marvel Fangirl Dolls. They're collector dolls by Madame Alexander, which is a pretty famous doll company. So I did a little bit of research when we got back uh, home to try to figure out where I'd never even heard of these dolls before. So... As far as I can tell, there were conflicting websites. They were uh, they were released in 2017, either at San Diego or at New York. I'm not sure which ones. Um, some sites said that they were exclusives, but they're definitely Toys R Us exclusives and only Toys R Us in the States, which sucks. Mm. Uh, so they were created by Madame Alexander Doll Company. Um, and that company does a lot of different dolls, lots of like dolls that aren't collectibles like for kids to play with, but they also do some collectors. So the dolls are 13 and a half inches, and they're dressed in high fashion outfits, which are inspired by different Marvel movies. So there's uh, Black Widow, Black Panther, Spider-Gwen, Iron Man, and Captain America. Uh, and they are gorgeous. Um, Have you thrown up pictures on the Instagram yet? Not yet, but I will after this podcast. Okay. They are absolutely beautiful. Um But they're expensive, unfortunately. We splurged um, a night. We bought two. One is my birthday present. <laughs> Happy birthday! My birthday's not till yeah. My birthday's not till February, but eh. Um, uh, who's counting? Who's counting? And um, we're planning on going back to the states next year, so I'm going to save up to buy the rest of them. Hopefully, we can track them down. Yeah, hopefully. but she got the two that she really wanted. Yeah, I got the uh, Black Panther and Black Widow. Um, so I'll send up pictures. They're absolutely beautiful. I'm sorry if you're in Canada and you want them. I think the only way you can get them is to order them off ToysRUs.com. And I'm even not sure if you can off of that website. Um, but I will post up pictures. And that's my geek pick. Oh, and Squirrel Girl, of course. Oh, I was wondering if she was going to... I got so distracted by the beautiful, beautiful dolls. And, you know, Gavin, I know you're listening. I did say, I did say Squirrel Girl, so make sure you record that on the sheet. Squirrel Girl's awesome. Everybody read Squirrel Girl. Okay, now I'm done. Ryan. <laughs> okay. Uh, so before I get to my geek pick, just because you were talking about cool things you found at Toys R Us's, uh, at our local Toys R Us, the one on Bayfield Street this weekend, I found the Toys R Us exclusive from the, that was like the Fan Expo in San Diego uh, training Ray set. Oh, yep. It's I, gotten I, a wide release now. Yeah, I found one. They had one, uh, and it was on sale. Oh, did you pick it up? So I bought it because oh, it was nice. only like thirty dollars. I saw the training Luke while it was, or the the hilltop Luke while it was in the states. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so my my pick of the week, or the, the my geek pick, uh, Brent had loaned me one of his trades, and he told me about it and sold me on it. So I bored it and read it, and I loved it. Uh, it's called Starlight: The Return of Duke McQueen. And pretty much imagine John Carter, Carter of Mars, uh, except the guy was a U.S. Army Air Force test pilot. So think, you know, soldier, fit guy, gets goes through a wormhole, ends up on an alien planet, frees the civilization, then decides to come home because he's got his girl waiting for him. 
comes home, has a family. Nobody believes him, thinks he's, you know, his wife, she believes him because she loves him. Kids don't believe him. 40 years pass. He's an old man. His wife's passed on. Nobody believes him still. And then all of a sudden, someone from this alien civilization lands a spaceship in his front yard saying, we need your help. And so then he goes off and saves the day, you know, goes out to help them and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's really good. Like, the whole buildup, like the young him said, that's like a few pages in the first issue. It's like, that's like, here's your backstory, blah. Now here's an old man. And he's been asked to save a world again. And yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a good, it's a one-off trade, you know, so it's only like about six issue story. Yep. And that's all, it sounds like that's all that there's going to be, I guess, until the, unless the movie gets made. Yeah. yeah I read that one too. And I remember finishing it and going, I want more. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. It's a, it's one of my favorites out of Mark Millar's, um, Miller, Miller, Millar world. Yeah, his image. It's it's because it's so self contained and so good. Yeah, like it's just it's it's heartwarming. Mm. It's just well executed. Nice. I like and the it, end. There's no real snarky jokes in it. No, because that's just... a, that's the one thing I find about his stuff is that like he he's good with the humor, but sometimes it gets like all, like kind of mean spirited in some mm. ways. And but yeah, not too overly violent. You know, there's a few people who get sliced in half or laser beams yeah, yeah. disintegrated. And, uh, you know, not a lot of nudity or anything like that. You know, there's a couple of scantily clad alien women, but that's about it. So, yeah, no, I read it while I was uh, sitting in uh, the uh, at my local dealership getting my uh, winter tires uh, put on my car and an oil change. So I read that and a couple of, couple of uh, and a volume of, uh, of Teen Titans. Fine. Uh, so I'm going. Damn you, Ed Campbell. Yeah. Ed's at the pub. Ed's at the pub, and he just apparently on the secret menu they've got jalapeno poppers that they never have whenever I'm there. But he just texted me a photo of his jalapeno it's poppers. Ugly okay. Christmas sweater night at the pub. Yeah, I don't have an ugly, <laughs> ugly Christmas. No, neither sweater. do I. Uh, so my geek pick uh, is a movie that came out just a couple weeks ago that was really great. Um, is the new Pixar film Coco. Uh, it's a lovely, lovely film. Oh, I can't uh, wait to watch that. It, uh, it, it, I've been calling it sort of the anti-up. You know how Up made you cry for the first 15 minutes of the movie? Yeah. Coco makes you cry for the last 15 minutes Aww. of the movie. It's a rollicking adventure story about a boy who ends up uh, in the land of the dead where he has to reconnect with an ancestor who can send him back to the land of the living. It's full of music. It's full of color. Um, I love that it's very specifically Mexican, too, mm. and that you can get a universal story out of a story that's so specific culturally specific too um it's the number one movie of all time in mexico now oh really oh, awesome yeah huh. uh I, and uh it's it's just it's just a really great story about a family and a boy who doesn't feel like he fits in in his family which is something i can relate to yeah uh, i understand um, that one so, yeah. me too if except you, for the boy part if you haven't seen coco uh i do recommend it not justice league off of its number one spot yeah well it, it's and a for two weeks well yeah. yeah i don't yeah i really want to see it i just don't know if i'm going to get a chance to because 
Because something else comes out this week. Oh, and by the, not Coco out of And by the one. time this recording no. comes out, we will all have seen it. Funny part is, is the, all that money goes to the same place anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and they they removed the Frozen short that yeah. was in front of the movie, and they're airing it on ABC next week. Oh, really? Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Why was there like some controversy about? Yeah, it or people something? complained people it, it was too long. It's yeah. a twenty because it really is a Christmas special. Yeah, it's a TV Christmas special that the Disney people went. Well, you know, this is good enough. We can put it in the movie theater. Let's just stick it well, on the front I, of Coco. I also think they thought that Coco wasn't trending well. No. And people would go see something Frozen, Frozen. related. And... and I enjoyed it. I liked the Frozen short, but it's very obviously a Christmas special. Like, this is where the commercial break goes. Yeah, it this is. Um, is the, this oh, the really? Main compl- oh, yeah. Uh. The main complaint I heard was more that it tacked on another 20 minutes to half an hour to the runtime. Well, it's not that Coco is a long film to start with. No, it's no, not. But if you go with kids, you know how kids. But it is. It is. You know, attention it's span. It's not. It's not your t- typical six-minute Pixar short. It's a twenty-two-minute featurette. But yeah. Disney has a history of doing that. Mickey's Christmas oh, no. Carol came out with a re-release of Rescuers well, yeah, back in nineteen eighty-three. At the same time, people like. During the 50s and 60s, you would get, like, the, all, that's where all the Looney Tunes cartoons really yeah, come yeah. from, is they it, were ahead be a whole, of movies. There'd be a whole newsreel. It's kind of funny yeah. that all these people are mad that they're getting extra content. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, I'm getting two movies for the price of one? I can't stand this. Well, apparently kids were confused. They thought that they were seeing a... Uh, Coco and that ended up being a frozen movie and parents were confused and kids couldn't sit still that long and all that kind of gibberish. The songs aren't, the songs in Frozen aren't as memorable, uh, Frozen, Olaf's Frozen Holiday Adventure, I think is what it's called, aren't as memorable as the songs from the actual Frozen and they're not as memorable as the songs that are in Coco, which really is sort of Pixar's first musical. Um, it's about, yeah, it's so, about yeah. a musician. Yeah. Uh, that's who he's got to search for is this uh, famous musician uh, and uh, yeah, so and the songs are by the same people who wrote the songs for Frozen, the Lopez's. So hmm. I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's yeah, it's, just, there's, it's fantastic. There's been so much coming out and so much coming out shortly that I, I want to see. That is, I really want to see the Disaster Artist, and I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to see that either. Mm. Um, that that's I very rarely go to see like a, a drama or a comedy and it's like just a straight drama or comedy in the theaters anymore. Yeah, um, because like the turnaround time is so quick. Yeah. Like the by the sounds of it, that Natalie Portman movie Annihilation that uh, like the trailer looks really funky. It's based on a novel. It's a weird sci-fi sort of thing. Uh, Alex Garland, the guy who wrote uh, Dread and who wrote and directed Ex Machina with Oscar Isaac, mm-hmm. he's behind it. And by the sounds of it, that's not. It's going to get a very quick theatrical release, and then go straight to Netflix because uh, whichever film company it is is like dumped the distributing other than the U.S. and huh. Netflix picked it up worldwide. So those are the times that we live in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but luckily, there's some cool stuff coming out. And for my geek pick, given some a particular movie that's coming out this Friday, I'm going with Star Wars: A New Hope. It's, <laughs> you've seen it. We, I know you've seen it if you've listened to the show or, or most of you. Except I don't think uh, Rose, who's one of our, our loyal listeners, I don't know if Rose has. Rose, you need to watch Star Wars. I think I think she's in, like, her background, she just didn't grow up with it. Like, none of her family were really into it, so she never watched it. 
because I, I believe she commented on something we posted not too long ago that she's like, oh, I'll have Star to watch those at some point. Nothing but Star Wars. Do you remember the Muppet <laughs> Babies when they recreated A New Hope? Yep. Yes. Yeah. I love the Muppet Show episode with uh, Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Yep. Yeah. Where he was only there and, to gargle Gershwin. And uh, Gonzo was uh, Darth, Darth Nader. <laughs> but watching Star Wars. Hermagerd, and- Darth Nader. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I, it's Star Wars is my comfort food. It's the, the yeah. movie oh, yeah. I always go back to that like I can put on any of the three original movies, especially I can put on whenever. But it's and the know. holiday special. <laughs> it's it's so bad. It's fun. <laughs> I I can't watch it a lot, but I have seen it numerous times. And speaking of Star Wars, uh, we're probably going to be doing a special episode about it because it, unfortunately, Woo-hoo! just due to timing, we're not all going to be able to see it at the same time. No, um, but we are all going to kind of regroup. We are going to see it the same day, though. Yes. Are we all going on Friday? Yes, I got the three. 40 afternoon show. And we will be seeing it seven hours later. Oh, God, yeah. I'm going to take a nap. Yeah, we have to take a nap before we go and see it. But yeah, uh, I'll probably be getting ready to I go have to some bed. holiday duties to attend to that day before we go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So we're, we are going to get one more special episode uh, in there before uh, the end of the year. Um, and just uh, just on kind of behalf on all of us, this is the essentially this will be the last regular episode of the year. Yes. Um, so thank you guys for those of you who have been listening to us from the get go, and thank for you those of you who found us or joined us, us halfway through. through or, the, thank uh, you for those of oh those of you who this is your first episode. Yes. Thank and, you for putting up with us and um, tuning in. I've been having a lot of fun doing this. It's Same. it's been yeah. and. It started off as a completely different animal than it has now become. <laughs> but I think it's a good animal now. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I think I think we and we have fun with it. So uh, hopefully you it's people all about who evolution, are baby. <laughs> hopefully those of you who have been listening have been enjoying it as much as we've been enjoying putting it out. We are going to continue into the new year. This isn't goodbye, goodbye. In Please. fact, we're to, we have kind of joked about we might record an episode on New Year's Eve. Oh. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Yes. and Follow us on Instagram and Facebook we, and Twitter. To get we, a little inside baseball here, we normally record on the Mondays. Well, the, the Mondays that aren't the Mondays that it gets released. And so the next recording day would be Christmas Day. So we'll have to... Uh, Find another alternate time to do some to do a next episode. If we'll we usually record well, on Tuesdays. Yeah, oh, I yeah. might. So that would be Boxing. We day, could do Boxing Day if you guys. No, are we're going to be at uh, Brent's my, family. That's for, when we're having for, Christmas with my family. Yeah. Uh, I think for it, well, I do have some stuff that's in the the vault that we have. Oh released. yeah, there's a couple episodes we recorded that never. Well, came no, not out. even that stuff. Not I don't that, know if they no. ever want to see that. It's, some of that <laughs> might not want to see the light of I, day. I've got the. He's I've got, got some fan expo stuff I haven't put out yet too. So. um and for the new year, that we've you know we've got some ideas. We're going to do a a movie commentary. But is that poll still up? Uh, the poll is still up. You still have time to vote. Oh um, God! I'm going to give it. <laughs> don't vote for my pick. Please um, don't vote for Jen. Troy, 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 no, Troy, I, Troy. Superman three. Or actually, what's yours again? Miami Hustle. The Miami. Why Connection. do you guys want to see? I want to so watch angry. Miami. <laughs> well, maybe Ryan and I will do. You wouldn't like her when she's angry. Then. I'll watch that with you, Brent. I would watch that too. Yeah, okay. Oh God, I don't, don't want to watch any of them. Maybe we'll bring in a special guest. Troy, Troy, Troy. I want to see Jen lose her shit. 
<laughs> well, we're, we're going to try a couple different things, and there's going to be a, a couple interviews. We're going to have. I'm going to hopefully line up a couple people for our. Uh, when we come back, we're going to do a, a best of uh, 2017 episode where we talk about our favorite movies. Uh huh. Best of, no, I shouldn't say best of favorite. Favorite. Favorite, favorite. of favorite 2017. Things. Um, That's going to be hard. There were a lot of good movies this year. Yeah, well, there's a lot of good movies. There's a lot of good there comics. There are more a lot of good next TV shows. Year. I know. There's just a lot of. 2017 was pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Better than 2016. Uh, I, I 2016 so, ended on a real downer. Yeah. Remember, everybody was dying. Everybody died all Wait, through that well, year. Oh yeah, though. but we're you know, knock yeah. on wood. We haven't gotten that far yet. There's still a month yeah. to go. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a couple weeks. A couple weeks, man. I just. Keep thinking of where we're at politically, and yeah, it's been a good year, movie wise. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what they say, right? When you in when your political climate podcast, is shitty, you get you get good art, and you get good entertainment. But we're we're probably going to try a couple things, and um, I am I'm not going to say who it is, but I'm lining up an interview right now. We're talking and trying to figure out times and stuff to sit down. So. It's me. No. <laughs> It is it is a Spoilers. decently known comic book creator. Ooh. I will put it that way. It's me. So, um, they have replied back to me, and now it's just a matter of getting times put together. <laughs> Excellent. Very so there's cool. stuff like that. We're going to try and go to a couple conventions this year. Yeah, I year. need to go to more conventions. Um, I, I need to I, go to I, conventions with, with Kevin, because apparently it's fun when you go with Kevin. It is. <laughs> I don't know, I, and I I'm fun. going to say for definitely Jen and I will be attending uh, Niagara Comic Con. Yes. Um, I've never been to Niagara. I should do that. I, yeah, you should come. I originally, when, when is that? Uh, June. June. June I can probably do. But uh, we're, we're going to be going for the weekend because her uh, Jen's uh, sister from another family is going, and their son is named Riker. Um, and Jonathan Fricks is going to be nice. there. So they're going to... They're... Don't say anything. No, I'm not going to okay. say that. I haven't sent her card yet. She listens to the show. I know. Hi, Karina! <laughs> but, um... They're, they're, so we're probably going to go for the weekend. Nice. Um, I already booked the Monday but, off work. Nice. So nice. what got uh, uh, what got announced that... So, like, I was kind of pretty much sold on going anyways. And then... The last comic book update that they did, Steranko. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I got to lug around an omnibus with me for a day. Well, we'll just book our hotel early and book it close to the convention yeah, center. Yeah, so then I can just drop it back off. So it doesn't oh, kill stay me. at the casino. <laughs> Play some roulette. Make your money back. Yeah, that's not how casino I'll tell works. I'll tell you a casino <laughs> story after we're done. Otherwise, but, this podcast. Yeah, is so we're going to try some new things. If you, there's anything you'd like to see us do, or anything you'd uh, you'd like to see more of, feel free to questions, drop it comments, in the comments, concerns. We'd, we'd uh, be glad to talk to you. So, um, thank you all again for listening. Uh, mm-hmm. The next episode will be our Star Wars special, and then I don't know what's going to be up after that, but something will be up after that, Excellent. and then we will come back in the new year. Yeah. Um, so. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry, Happy stay, New Year. Stay safe. Be nice to each other. You know. Don't drink and pa- drive. Yeah. Pack your patience. Everybody's in a hurry. Download Everybody this podcast. Everybody has somewhere else they'd rather be. Just relax. Especially in bad weather. Take a deep breath. Finish off your shopping and it'll get done. Just relax. <laughs> and that well, was your moment of zen. Yeah. <laughs> That's my wisdom for the day. Set your phasers to sexy
You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. And now something completely different. A quick hello from me. It's Jeff Woods, radio guy, a writer, Brent's friend and associate. Used to do the Legends of Classic Rock, which morphed into the Records and Rockstars radio series, which is heard on Rock 95 and Barry Sunday evenings at 9. Same time, Q107 Toronto on Sunday evenings. And I wrote a book called Radio Records and Rockstars, and it's time to do the audiobook now. And as you might imagine, 400 pages deep, rich with music, Artist interviews, too. Takes a lot of time and production and money. So I've started a GoFundMe campaign. And you can find out more about it at jeffwoodsradio.com. Thanks. Thanks.